and we're back. What up, yeah? What? Man, all episode number 30 is already off to a weird start. What the hell, man? I can't even get my introduction right. Well, what up, guys? Missed. What up, guys? I am back. Obviously, the title, it's episode number 30. 30 episodes. Can you believe it? 30 episodes. Three zero, the big 30. This is a pretty big milestone because, I mean, that's fucking, I mean, what? You got, you got two, roughly two hours an episode, give or take. So it's definitely over 60 hours of listening to me talk about the things I hate, the things I love, the weirdness that I go through, my cat, 60 hours of my cat in the background crying as usual. Um, yep, there he is on cue. Um, yeah, he's just going to have to shut up and get used to it. But here we are, man. Here we are. Sunday, July 25th. I mean, about to or about to be July 26th. I mean, fuck, we're half an hour away from midnight. So this feels this feels right. It feels like shades of, you know, shades of the first few episodes recording super late at night. Um, yeah, man. Uh, where have I been? I've just been working, doing DoorDash. I mean, working my working my regular job, but then doing DoorDash on the side um, as much as I can, as much as I feel up to, um, you know, because now since I work a full eight hour day and I'm making good money, I just don't feel the need to do DoorDash that much. So um, mostly just doing DoorDash just to buy fucking magic cards and the stupid trinkets that I like. But yeah, man. I mean, let's let's talk about some cool shit. I mean, um, I I have quite a bit. I have a quite a bit of stuff here on the docket that I can talk about that I feel will fill a good episode. That I I feel pretty comfortable going talking about. That could fill a couple hours for those of you who love to listen for a few hours. Um, I know I've gotten feedback that the last couple episodes have been super long. Um, I apologize. I feel like they are just the normal length. Just the normal length. Um, also, too, I notice my international fan base is kind of dwindling. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I'm trying to keep up with the demand, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about it, right? So I am starting my new schedule, or I've started my new schedule. And I mean, that's the main reason why I'm only recording super late is because I'm off tomorrow. I'm off on Mondays, um, which is super dope. Um, so two to 11. Yeah. I mean, from here on out, I'm two to 11 pretty much as soon, I mean, I sleep in and then as soon as I, uh, you know, I go to work, I focus on work. I don't get on my phone that much. Um, if there's some downtime, I'll find the time to post a stupid comment or share something, um, wrestling related on Facebook or just complain about something on Twitter. And then um, as soon as I get off work, I go straight to bed. I mean, my lunchtime is dinner time, so which is fucking awesome. I'm working from home. So it's like as soon as I get off, I mean, as soon as I get off to lunch around five, five thirty, six o'clock, just depending on, you know, my schedule and how busy it is and whatnot. Um, you know, Leslie gets off of work at five. So boom, you know, dinner's being made by the time I go to lunch. So it's pretty dope. <clears throat> so yeah, man, uh, that's what I've been doing. 
Uh, I'm officially graduated from training. I graduated uh, from the training at work. And I'm not going to lie. Um, it, it, it is pretty cool. I mean, to, to hear, oh, you graduated. But that's like such a common thing, you know, at, at call centers. And when you've held as many jobs as I have... Um, you know, it just kind of gets old after a while, but I mean, I don't know this one, um, with this job, I feel pretty like, yeah, you know what? I feel like I did graduate. I feel like I did accomplish something as cheesy as it sounds, but I mean, I don't know. I had a lot of fun. Uh, the training class is pretty cool. The trainers were fucking awesome. Um, one of the trainers is a Buckeye. So fuck. Yeah. I mean, automatically, I don't care who you are. If you're an Ohio state Buckeyes fan, you're automatically cool in my book. So that, that was dope finding that out. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall it was pretty cool. I definitely say this was, this was definitely the most different type of training class I've had. Um, cause you know, like when, when you start a new job, you know, especially for those who were experienced in call centers, you know, when, when you're in a training class with the same people for several weeks, you know, yeah, little cliques tend to form, right? You kind of learn who you did. The class itself kind of breaks up into these groups of who hangs out with who and who's kind of closer to who and whatnot. Um, this one, I would say I didn't really get close to like any particular pre like groups of people. There was definitely the people that I talked to a little bit more than, than often. Um, but the only exception, like two people, I talked to everyone. I was pretty, I was pretty uh, talkative uh, with everybody in the class. Um, hell, I wouldn't even say aside from two people, I would say it was only one person really, but it was just, I was just never around that person. Um, so it was whatevs, but yeah, I mean, it, it was overall really enjoyable. Um, I had a I had a very pleasant time in it. Uh, the trainers went above and beyond, and they made uh, you know the the classwork and everything really engaging. So it was definitely a, a one of the one of the top training classes I've ever been in, um, and and had fun with. So that was pretty cool. Really, uh, really the it's kind of tied uh, with Task Us and with uh, Nationwide. Actually, no, that's a lie. No, it's not. It nationwide and task us are, are above everything else, um, which that which is, that's kind of funny because it, coincidentally, two years ago, um, in July is when I started at Task Us, and I mean the people that I met at Task Us were fucking awesome. I mean the whole it was a small, a relatively very small class, and all of us got along. The whole class got along for the most part. Um, you know, so I miss everyone from that class. I don't think anyone from the class listens to the show, sadly. Um, but I mean, Chato, Amira, Juice, Kelly, Ralph, um, you know, you guys are awesome. I fucking love you guys. Like I said, do you guys listen to the show? I don't know. But then it's like, that was the training class, right? But then you get outside of the training class and then, you know, you meet even more people um, probably, um, I know who does listen to the episode, uh, who does listen to the show regularly. Um, Steven, I mean, fuck man, from the second that we met, we fucking clicked and hit it off and everybody was jealous of the friendship that we had. So, um, I mean, task us was really fun and we have fucking potlucks and training and it was super cool. Um, you know, but then you, then you come over to nationwide 
the training class itself was cool because there were some people that I worked with at my at my first call center job that were in the same training class, so that was dope. Um, but then, I mean, that's where I met my best friend and, you know, and the, the best man at my wedding, you know, LB. So, you know, that automatically takes the cake there too. So, you know, that's pretty cool. So I, I, I wouldn't say that I had as far as the memorable times in my current training class, uh, just because like, I think cause it was seven weeks, it wasn't as long. It was pretty short, but, um, I mean, it, it was a blast. I mean, the people were cool. But yeah, you know, whatever, right? But no, uh, I really enjoyed it. And so uh, the last week of training, we went to the food bank and um, we did that for half a day. Uh, we did that after lunch from one to four. So that was pretty cool. I remember doing the food bank when I was younger. I went with my mom uh, for her job. Uh, she did some volunteer work for her job. And we, I think, I know I went, I want to say my little brother came too. But I can't remember. Justin, if you're listening and if you remember, let me know because I, honest to God, cannot remember. I barely remember that day as it is. I just remember being there. I don't remember working or doing anything. I just remember being there. Um, but this was really cool, man. It got really – man, it was hard fucking work, you know, organizing and sorting up all that stuff. Um, you know, it was pretty It was pretty crazy. So it was pretty cool. Um, had a blast doing that and we did it with the training class. Um, I finally got to meet my supervisor in person uh, because uh, we do all the stuff with training through Microsoft Teams and whatnot. And, you know, and some, you know, and we're work from home and some people are in office. So um, that was pretty cool. I've met my supervisor via Teams. Oh, man, listen to me fucking yawning. Really 10 minutes in. Uh, well, as of the time I'm recording this, it's 10 minutes in already yawning. But anyway, yeah, I met my soup over uh, Teams. So then I finally met her in person um, uh, there uh, at the food bank, and that was really dope. She's awesome. I'm super excited, uh, you know you know what I mean? Like, I, I feel very confident, very comfortable coming in, um, and, which I think is a really good thing to have. And, you know, because like I, I talked about, you know, call, be, working in a call center is easy. It's, I mean, customer service is the easiest fucking job in the world. It's you get paid to be fucking nice to people. You know what I mean? You just get paid. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yeah, I'm more than happy to help you with that. Like, dog, a trained monkey can do it. You know what I mean? Like, anybody can do customer service. So um, that's what makes me pretty happy. I'm super pumped about that, you know, that I feel very comfortable. Um, You know, when I get my quality feedback, it's good feedback with constructive criticism on things I can work on to improve just to make me an overall, you know, better representative. So I think that's pretty dope. So yeah, that's, you know, that's the thing. Um, I graduated at work while, while it is a big deal to me, I'm not looking at it as a big deal. Um, I don't know. It's really weird. I feel very indifferent on it, but, um, it was cool. It was cool while it lasted, um, these past, uh, six weeks or whatever, however long it was. Um, yeah. But speaking of that, I mean, I fucking, um, I haven't had a haircut since the Saturday before I started work either. Was it the Saturday or the Friday? I don't know. It's been, yeah, but it's been fucking six, seven weeks since I cut my hair and my hair is getting long. It's getting very shaggy on the sides. It's starting to annoy the fuck out of me. Um, I'm honestly getting to the point where I'm about to shave my head bald again. Um, uh, I'm that annoyed with my hair. But now because I'm rocking contacts, 
I'm feeling myself and I'm feeling myself with the contacts. Um, I'm getting way better at it. Uh, the last time we recorded July 10th. Um, so man, yeah, I've been fucking 15 days since the last time I recorded. So, um, I was, Leslie still had to put my, my contacts in for me, but no, I'm getting way better so far. I'm up to three days in a row with doing it by myself. Pretty proud. I haven't been wearing them a whole lot, uh, because during training, I would wake up like 10 minutes before I had to clock in. So I wouldn't take that meaning, you know, Leslie's getting ready to start her work day. So I'm not going to bother her. Hey, babe, I know you're about to work. Can you put my contacts in? Even though I did that a couple times. Um, but, you know, it's like, hey, I just wear my glasses. Just get up and go. So that's why. Jeez, Louise. <sighs> I am so sorry, guys. Already off to episode 30. Off to a horrendous start. Um, but, yeah, no, um, I'm getting way better at doing it. Taking them off, I feel like I'm a pro. Boom. I could take them out. Nobody's business. And that's super dope. Um, which I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty happy about that. So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Um, and really, and then just like when I get off of work, like I said, I just go straight to bed, but then on my days off and then in the mornings before I have to go into work at two, just fucking lay in bed, watch TikToks all day and then play with my magic cards. I mean, that's, I've been obsessed with magic, the gathering. It's just been like on my brain 24 seven. And I wish I could fucking play more often, man. I really wish I can. Um, but anyway, we'll talk about that shit later. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Um, it's been it's been 15 days since we recorded, so let's talk about the shit that I have written down. The first thing that I'm going to talk about is probably the most important thing, the best thing that's happened in the past 15 days. The last time that I left you guys, I said Iron Maiden... Yes, you heard me right. Iron Maiden had something special announced for July 15th. Well, lo and behold, we're July 25th. We're 10 days removed from the big announcement. So at noon on July 15th, Iron Maiden debuted the music video to their new single, The Writing on the Wall. Chef's Kiss. So fucking awesome. It was a great song. It has a new, it has a bit of a new sound to it. It's, it started off as kind of a, had a twinge of like Southern rock to it, but it, pff, once it kicks off, it's just old school Maiden, man. Boom. Just the Maiden sound that you know and love. And the guitar solo in that song is probably one of the best guitar solos, probably since the Brave New World album, man, that, that solo fucking ripped. Well, lo and behold, they announced that they announced that album on July fifteenth, or they announced that new song on July fifteenth and debuted and whatnot. Ah, drink break, but no new word on a new album. They just gave us the single, and that was it. They sent us off into into the weekend with just a single, and I was like, "What the hell?" So I was constantly refreshing my Twitter. I was staying up to date. I had the notifications turned on on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, for Iron Maiden and nothing. Well, lo and behold, that following Monday, uh, whatever that Monday was after the 15th, I wake up, get on Facebook, and sure enough, I see Iron Maiden announced the name and the track list of their 17th studio album. 17 albums. Fucking phenomenal. For, for a group, for any type of artist to put out 17 albums and all of them still succeeding very, very well is just crazy. And it's a feat that not a lot of bands can do. Not a lot of bands can keep up with that. 
So Iron Maiden announced it. It's called Senjutsu. Senjutsu? Senjutsu? I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's a Japanese Asian theme to the to the album. And it had their mascot, Eddie. It's a samurai. It's so dope. Um, yeah, and they announced the track list, the pre-orders, and everything like that. And it comes out September 3rd. Super excited for it. Um, it's it's really the only thing that's keeping me motivated to get to September um, is just the new album. Uh, like like I've said a million times on the show, for the past 30 episodes, I've talked about it at least once an episode. Um, Iron Maiden is my all-time favorite band. Um, I love them to death. I'm super excited. Even, you know, when you when you hear these bands from the 70s and 80s, when they announce that they're coming out with new music, you kind of go like, eh, yeah, whatever. It's not, you know, that's cool. They're making music, but it's not the greatest hits, right? Because their greatest hits are the greatest hits for a reason. That's when they were in their prime. But no, the fact that Iron Maiden still comes out with greatest hits albums that include no 80s music, like that's fucking awesome. But it's just, damn, 17 albums. I'm super pumped. This is six years six years five or six years after their last album the book of souls yeah six years 2015 um when they no 2016 so five years i don't know it's been a long time it's been half a decade for sure it's been a minimum of five years but yeah their last album the book of souls that album kicked ass too it had a lot of bangers on it it had a couple songs that were a little you know a little boring that didn't you know um, that weren't awesome, but you know, either way, overall, it was a really great album and it was kick ass. I saw them on that tour. We saw them on the book of souls world tour here in San Antonio. Um, so it, it's definitely been a long time since we got new made in music. And this is something that they've been teasing for a long, 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 long time. Cause the last time I saw them in 2019, Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer said that new maiden was going to be dropping within the next year. Um, granted, yes, you know, the pandemic put a halt to everybody's plans, but when they announced the new album, they announced that they actually had this album finished in 2019, but they were waiting for the pandemic and everything to kind of calm down before they released more info. So either way, I'm excited. The single writing on the, if, if the song writing on the wall, their new song is any type of preview to what the rest of the album is going to be like. Oh my God. And there's always, and, and oh man, and then you always, you already got some people complaining. Oh, this is different. They, they sound different. It's not the same. Oh, blue, 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 blue. They're not real fans, man. That's, that's so lame. Like, oh, it doesn't sound like the eighties Maiden. I remember when Maiden was good, they should retire, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well then don't listen to it. It's not that hard. You know what I mean? As a big of a hater and a complainer that I am. Like, you know, if I hate something, I'm not going to listen to it because I know I'm not going to like it. If you if you say, man, they haven't released anything good since 1980, whatever, then why bother listen to it? If you know you're not going to like it, if you have this preconceived notion, oh, they haven't been good since this, don't listen to it. It's it's not that hard. I hate Bad Bunny. If he drops a new album, am I going to listen to it? No, because I'm not going to like it. So why be even bother? If I know I'm going to complain, I'm just not going to listen to it. Simple as that. Anyway, but yeah, people were already complaining and then it's just ridiculous. And then, mind you, mind you, 
you know, obviously I'm retweeting everything. I'm retweeting the album, you know, the, the, cause they released the album cover. I really, you know, retweeted that. I retweeted the track listing, you know, I'm liking and favoriting. I'm tweeting my excitement. Yes. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Hell yeah. I made a new album. I saw somebody, I'm not going to put out any names, but I saw somebody subtweet, man, I'm going to create a podcast just so I can give that new eighties metal band album, a shitty review. And I'm like, all right, all right, all right. That's such a that's such a pathetic thing to say, because um, it, it it's pathetic to me because it's pathetic. You think I care? <laughs> it's like, dude, I I can talk shit about my own favorite band. I don't need I don't care about anybody else's opinion. And clearly, I know they don't listen to the show because they thought that was going to phase me, and they thought that um, I was going to be like, what What do you mean? What happened? Why Why would you say this? I do not care. Like the, the TikTok sound, we do not care. Really don't. If you hate it, you hate it, man. I'm going to talk about it or I'm going to listen to it. And I'm going to talk about it nonstop because I'm allowed to because this is my fucking show. And I can talk about whatever the fuck I want to. If you don't want to listen to it, you can turn off this episode right now. But you know what? I'm going to spend the next two hours reviewing every single Iron Maiden song. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. But no, um, it's definitely a big deal. Um, it, it really is because Iron Maiden is one of those bands that they're just uh, they're just icons. They're they're a specific niche icon. They they made their own fame and success on their own. Like you know, like they didn't get a lot of commercial play. The only songs that really get played on the radio that I mean, I wouldn't even say like they're radio friendly because Iron Maiden is not vulgar. They don't. They don't have any evil music or satanic. There's no language in any of the songs. Um, and even if there is an F word, it's in a song that definitely it's like a it's like a deep cut. Um, but like the only songs that are like get played on the radio or are The Trooper, Run to the Hills and Two Minutes to Midnight. You know, those are like the only three songs that get played on like, you know, 106.7 and uh, ninety nine point five. They, you know, the radio stations. You know, growing up, they didn't. In still now, they don't play Iron Maiden. It's very, very rare. And even at that, if it they do play Iron Maiden, it's one of those three songs. Um. So, so I mean, clearly they did it on their own without a lot of you know radio success. And every single time I've seen Iron Maiden, the concert's been sold out. It sells out in hours. Um. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really. It, I mean, Iron Maiden's a big deal, and it's such a big deal that even uh, myessay.com wrote an article about it. They wrote an article about the new Iron Maiden album and um, and things like that. So I think that's really cool. Um, I love when I see like local stuff talk about metal music, like can you know, like in the local news channels and you know my essay and essay current and things like that. I love when they write about heavy metal music because it's like yeah, metal music is still very relevant to this day and age, man. Um, you know, in San Antonio, San Antonio is a huge metalhead community. It's fucking gnarly. That's part of the reason why, too, a lot of these metal concerts sell out so fast. And it's not just like the 80s heavy metal and stuff. I mean, all types of metal, all the subgenres and, you know, in the, the new wave metal that people like today, the pop punk and emo and all that. It's huge. San Antonio is a huge music city, um, especially with rock and metal. You know, there's only been a small handful of concerts that I've been to here in town that were not sold out. 
and then you fucking you go up north to austin i mean austin's considered the music capital of the world everything in austin fucking sells out if you can't sell out austin texas that means you're not doing what you need to be doing or there's something there's hey maybe you're not as hot shit as you think you are so that's that's awesome to me and so I really that really made my so the the cherry on top of Iron Maiden announcing their new album was my essay writing about it, which I think is super dope. And you know what? If you're thinking to yourself, oh man, I can't wait to crack a joke or I can't wait till we get closer to September 3rd so that way I could say something about the album or whatever, even if it's in a joking manner, I don't care. You could keep your you could keep your dumb comments to yourself. I will not care. I won't entertain. I won't even pretend to laugh at them. I just don't care. Yo, David, you hate on so many things. I'm going to tell you something. Good for you, dog. Good for you. But anyway, keeping on the new, uh, keeping on the same topic with new music, lo and behold, my favorite rapper, my all-time, you probably already know who I'm talking about, my favorite rapper of all time, even though I'm currently heartbroken about it right now, Kanye West, his new album, Donda, 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 I don't know how to pronounce it. But he's, I mean, this is like, what, the third or fourth time he's announced this album? <sighs> Where do he even begin? So, a couple nights ago, Kanye West sold out the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, where the Falcons play. He sold it out for the Donda listening party. And all he did was he, the, the album played over the intercom, it played over the loudspeakers, all Kanye West did was walk around in a circle. He would put his arms up occasionally. He wasn't rapping. He didn't have a microphone. He just walked around in a circle. And that was the listening party. And everybody and all the fans got to enjoy it and whatnot. They did the listening party. And he said that it was dropping this past Friday. So yeah, so that was Thursday night. And it was supposed to come out Friday. Lo and behold, here we are on Sunday. And Donda still has not come out. After all the previews, they gave us a preview. They gave, they debuted a commercial with, um, he worked miracles on me. He's worked miracles on me. Like a little snippet of a new song. Fucking awesome. Just the, the 10, 20 seconds that they played of it sounded fire. I need it. I need it in my life right now. There were people were recording and showing clips throughout the listening party, you know, because obviously fans were there. Fans had their phones. So, um, there's a new song with Kanye West and Jay-Z, baby. Preview to Watch the Throne 2? Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm glad they squashed the beef. I'm glad they're back together. Jay-Z heard Kim Kardashian and Kanye West got a divorce. So he's like, hey, big head, how's it going? What's up, girl? Let's make a new track. Let's put it out. I'm hoping, man, I'm telling you, dog. I'm, I'm going to start by saying this. I'm going to start by saying this. I'm not surprised the album didn't drop. Kanye West does this all the time. He announces an album, does a listening party, gives the release date. The release date comes, nothing ever drops. This is, like I said, this is like the third or fourth time that he's like, I said, I was about to say threatened. Um, this is the third or fourth time that he's talked about releasing Donda and it's never come true. There's so many more albums. There's probably like seven or eight albums that he's promised and he's recorded and done listening parties and he never released it. Like this is this is nothing new. I'm not surprised. I am not surprised one bit. That's why I was like, fuck yeah, like I can't wait. His last album, Jesus is King, 
didn't really walk rock with it too much um as you guys know i mean i'm not a really a religious person uh, i mean that's good for kanye and everything he's found god and everything like that but i just i wasn't really rocking with it the whole christian rap type stuff and talking about jesus and whatnot um you know that eh, it just wasn't wasn't all that to me but um this one i mean now he's divorced he's angry he's probably about to let all his frustration man i'm telling you this is about to be fucking album of the year right here i like i will and as much as i love iron maiden i think donda is going to be a better album um supposedly sources close to kanye and people in kanye's camp are saying august 6th is the new release date but then fucking Kanye's agent or whoever this guy is to Kanye said, no dates have been guaranteed. Not today, not August 6th. Don't believe everything you read on the internet. Um, but I don't know, man. It's, it's just too many complicated things going on, man. Kanye is such a complicated person. And I'm here for it. I'm here for every single second of Kanye West. I love him. I, I think... I can relate to Kanye West on some sort of level. Kanye, you know, when he was coming up, when his first albums, you know, you know, late registration, graduation, all, all that stuff, you know, college dropout and all everything, he was on fire. He was, you know, he was becoming the biggest rapper in the game, man. He was fucking awesome. Just hit after hit after hit after hit. And even on when he, on his fucking features, you know, hit after hit after hit. And then he was a producer. He was a producer before he was a rapper, you know, and he just produced hit after hit after hit. So, I mean, I fell in love with Kanye West. I fucking love him. You know, he's like, he's my all time favorite rapper. He can do no wrong to me. He can fucking go up and he can punch a newborn baby, a newborn fresh out the womb. Kanye can walk into the birthing room and boom, punch the baby square in the jaw and i'd be like what that baby do to piss off jesus what did that mom do to piss off jesus that baby probably had it coming fuck that baby like kanye is that dude for me i told i'm all for it kanye i feel kanye's mental state didn't start diminishing or he his mom's death really hit him hard and rightfully so that's his mom he did everything for his mom you know, his mom took good care of him and, you know, raised him in the hoods of Chicago and this, this and that, you know, so he did everything for his mom. And I love that, you know. So, yeah, when his mom died, like, of course, that's going to really affect him. You know what I mean? And since then, he hasn't been the same, you know, and and I think marrying Kim Kardashian made it like 10 times worse. Because one, right off the bat, I hate the Kardashians. I hate all of them. I fucking wish they would all get their necks lit. Like, I fucking hate the Kardashians. And the people who love the Kardashians, too, I don't get it. They're famous for nothing. Kim, Kim's first notable, like, her, her claim to notoriety was being Paris Hilton's bitch on, on the Hilton show or whatever that TV show was. Uh, Paris and Nicole or whatever it was. You know, she was Paris Hilton's little bitch. You know, Kris Jenner and Kim Card and, uh, you know, and Robert Kardashian, their dad. You know, he's the big famous guy. She's just famous for being their kid, for being their daughter. You know what I mean? And then it took fucking, you know, it took Kim Kardashian to come out with a sex tape for people to start saying her name. And then fucking, you know, then they get that dumbass TV show. 
you're just hating on them because they're rich and successful. You're just a hater. You just wish you had to. No, I, I, I'm glad I don't. I'm glad I'm not famous for being a fucking porn star with a bomb ass with a bomb ass musician like Ray J. The fuck? How'd you get famous? Oh, I fucked this guy who was a one hit wonder, and the tape got leaked. That's embarrassing. That's fucking embarrassing. That's pathetic. <laughs> like, that's so fucking lame. Yeah, I fucked the dude the same one wish. You know, my one wish is I wish I would have fucked someone better. Like, no girl was proud to say they fucked Ray J. What the hell? That's so lame. And if you're a Ray J fan, he's not a one-hit wonder. Clearly, clearly he is because I don't know any other hits from Ray J. You know what I mean? So, I, I hate the Kardashians. I hate him with a fiery passion. When Kanye West, you know, started dating her and whatnot, I was just like, damn it, no, Kanye. You can do better. You you deserve better than Kim Kardashian, that fucking whore. You know, she just bounces from celebrity dude to celebrity dude. Look at her and her other fucking whore sister, the one that gets a different face every six years. You know, that chick fucks her crackheads and, you know, wannabe basketball players, you know? Like, it's lame. It's just a family of a bunch of losers, fucking and then the jenner kids fuck them too they're lame that whole family is fucking lame and atrocious so yeah i would go bonkers too if my whole life had to be documented and i got no privacy you know what i mean so yeah so i'm glad that they i'm glad that you know they broke up i don't care who broke up with who i'm glad that they're gone i'm glad that he's out of there you know when i saw i saw kanye west in concert and when he did coldest winter um after the song he spent like two minutes just screaming into the microphone laying down on the stage screaming into the microphone yeah man i mean that song you know definitely relates to when his mom died you know the coldest winter you know so that sucks and I, I, you could feel the pain from when he was screaming i think he's very misunderstood i know a lot of people hate him a lot of people i mean he does say some very stupid things do not get me wrong like slavery was a choice and all that he says some wacky things, but I still love him. Like I said, he could do no wrong. I do not care. I do not care how he is. I don't care if, he, if you, you could tell me he's beating you up. You could tell me he's punched your baby in the jaw. And I'd be like, well, then tell your baby to shut up when Jesus is in the building, dog. I love Kanye West. And I'm super excited for it. If he does ever drop this album, unless it's just going to be another thing where we never get it. Hopefully we get it, because I would fucking love it. But, um, yeah, it is what it is, man. Yeah, I mean, Kanye West was super fucking dope in concert. I, I saw I saw him on the Yeezus tour back in December of 2013, and it was dope as shit. Kendrick Lamar opened up for him, and that was when Kendrick Lamar just dropped Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, man, what a time. What a time to see Kendrick, man. I mean, Kendrick already had some, you know, some bops out, you know, and then he had some cool features too, um, you know, but seeing that, that album pretty much performed in its entirety, couldn't beat it, dude, couldn't fucking beat it, and then also too, my mom, because I went with my mom, like my mom took me, and uh, she bought me a margarita, so I mean, I was underage drinking in the AT&T Center, thanks mom, you know, so that was pretty dope too, I was getting lit, the funny thing, the funniest thing though, was a uh, cuz on that on that tour I mean Kanye West was wearing a lot of masks and he was changing masks so he was wearing mask after mask we got we got a few songs in i, I want to say we got to like the halfway point of the concert 
but you know when you're there at the concert you don't know what halfway is right you're just enjoying it but we got a few songs in and my mom leans over and she goes when is kanye west coming out who's this guy in the mask and i was like mom this is kanye west and she was all like oh why is he wearing a mask and i was just like oh my god mom it's the transformation of jesus you wouldn't get it these are all his different personas he can't show his face yet until he sees God, you know, I'm de- like trying to defend why he's wearing masks. <laughs> I'm just like, you don't get it, mom. Gosh. But no, man, that was fucking dope. That was super dope. And speaking, see, man, I'm telling you, I, I, I write out, I write the shit. I write the shit as I, you know, think about it on my little notepad here. But then when I come up with the segues, the segues are on the spot and they always, well, not always, they, they work most of the time. So speaking of things I did with my mom, um, where my mom had to go to take me, Jackass, the trailer for Jackass number four got released a couple days. Steve-O released it on his YouTube channel. I'm super fucking pumped. I've been super, this is just a super fucking pumped episode. I mean, it, it's just been, it, I've been one, one thing after the other. I've been super pumped about, I've been very positive about everything. Um, I feel really good about this episode, man. It's a super fucking pumped episode. That's probably going to be the name of the title. If this isn't the name of the title of the episode, if like something with super pumped isn't the title of the episode, I failed. I failed as a podcast host. Cause like I said, I don't come up with the, I don't think of the titles until when I'm done recording. And then I just think about a random thing I said and then put it as the title. So anyway, um yeah the trailer for jackass 4 dropped um there's going to be new cast members it it looks like some of the jackass guys uh you know aren't the ones doing all the crazy stunts except for johnny knoxville because johnny knoxville is johnny knoxville right so um yeah i mean i I mean obviously this is the long-awaited sequel to jackass number three i don't even remember what year jackass 3 came out i just know i was in high school i want to say my sophomore junior year so definitely over 10 years ago, they're fucking old now. In the trailer, they all look so fucking old, but I'm so excited. I cannot wait. Um, it doesn't look like they're doing anything like super, super crazy, but it doesn't look like they're doing anything like super gross either, which is cool. I mean, they're getting old. All their days of doing nasty things are like all behind them. But it's like, you know, that's what made Jackass Jackass. So um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully it was just because of the trailer had to be appropriate, you know, for all ages. And hopefully when we see it in the movies, like it is gross and grotesque like all the other ones. Um, But I mean, I I get it if it's not. I mean, they're super old. I mean, how I mean, what's the age limit for to try to drink horse cum again? You know what I mean? It's spoiler alert if you've never seen Jackass 2. But, I mean, it, it's so dope. I mean, and like I said, like, my mom had to take me and my brother to go see Jackass number three in theaters in 3D. Because, you know, we definitely weren't 17. We weren't old enough to go see that movie by ourselves. So my poor mom had to be subjected to that nonsense. I think it came out, like, the week before or the week after my birthday. And that's what I picked. Like, that's how I wanted to celebrate my birthday. I was all like, I want to watch Jackass three in theaters. My dad was like, no, my dad hates Jackass. He hates that I got into it um, or that my brother and I got into it. He hates those movies. He hates everyone involved. Um, My mom never really cared because my mom didn't really understand what it was. 
She just knew that it was, like, inappropriate, but, like, it was, like, stupid inappropriate. You know, like, fart jokes and, you know, being dumb and just cussing and stuff. She didn't know, really, the whole realm of what Jackass really was. So she was in for a very rude awakening when we saw it in theaters, and she was not happy. My mom gets grossed out very easily, so I'm surprised she stomached watching <laughs> the whole movie, especially in 3D. But my mom laughed at a few things uh, here and there, uh, you know, when they get racked and when, you know, when they show their penises and stuff. Like, she's all, hee, 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 you know, she chuckles and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, Jackass number four is coming out. Leslie is not, like, on board to seeing it at all. So, um, I definitely want to go see it in theaters because uh, I, I remember reading somewhere or hearing that Jackass number four was going to come out exclusively on Paramount Plus, but the trailer said only in theaters. So now I'm a little confused because I, this there's certain movies that a quick tangent. There's certain movies that I want to watch just like at home and especially with all this pandemic stuff and all the HBO Max and everything like Mortal Kombat, Godzilla vs. King Kong, um, you know, upcoming Suicide Squad. You know, like, these are just movies that I want to watch at home. Like, I don't want to subject myself to people, like, cheering and people talking and being on their phones and stuff during the movies. Because I want to pay attention and I want to watch it and I want to remember stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just easier to do watching it at home when there's not a lot of distractions. The only distraction is going to be our fucking cat. But, um, you know, so... That, I, I'm just weird that way. So Jackass number four, I'm on the fence. I'm like, yeah, that would be a cool movie to watch here at home in the privacy of my own home. But part of the cool thing about Jackass, it's like it, there's not really a plot. There's not really a storyline. You're just watching and reacting to the crazy things that they do. And I remember the crowd for Jackass number three, the crowd made the movie watch, the movie experience that much more enjoyable because everybody at the same time oh oh like freaking out and reacting and everything like that's what made the movies so much more better on watching with the crowd so so back to what i was about to say um if you like the jackass movies because like i talked about it a few episodes ago or man fuck a few episodes probably like 15 episodes ago um, you know, like, I just think the Jackass movies are such a niche audience, you know, and a niche experience that people grew out of that people were like, yeah, that was funny when I was like 12, you know, but you know, I grew up and got out of it. Um, I still think it's fucking hilarious. In fact, probably after I finished recording this episode and after I post it, I'm probably going to watch the, one of the Jackass movies in bed. Uh, since I don't have to go to work tomorrow, since I get to sleep in so I can stay up as late as I want. Uh, drink break so we'll see um but yeah i mean uh it, it's super it looks super funny i'm excited for it um i, I cannot wait if you want to watch it let me know because if it comes out on paramount plus we can watch we can have a viewing night here we can we can watch it here um you know at my apartment or something or hey you know what even at that we could do a private screen no that's way too expensive just watch it here um i, I don't i was like let me shut that thought down before i even finish saying it um, we could watch it here at the apartment or if, if somebody has a house that would be like, hey, yeah, I have a house that has a lot of room. We could watch it at my house. They'd be like, hey, fuck, yeah, let's go. I'll bring the beer and pizza. Fuck it. You know, 
if, if you let us use your house or let us use your place, I'll fucking bring some food, you know, so um, let me know. I think that would be fun. And I think that's such a and again, hopefully this doesn't come off as toxic. Ooh, ooh, don't want to be taboo. Don't want to be taboo like last episode, guys. Um, you know, but I think it's such a guy thing. I don't know any chicks that like watching those movies. And I remember the first time, and I'm pretty sure I talked about this uh, the last time I talked about Jackass. Um, so apologize, apologies if I repeat myself or repeat a story. But the first time I watched it was at like this pool party in the summer. And one of my friends had brought the DVD, the Jackass number two unrated. And we started watching it, but my parents came to pick me up. So I only watched like 10, 15 minutes of it. I watched a very small amount of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. And then like coincidentally, a few weeks later on Comedy Central's The Secret Stash, where they showed uncensored movies, that Jackass number two was the, was the movie of that week. So I watched it there at home and I was like, oh my God, this movie's fucking hilarious. And so then I bought it on DVD. I had to, of course, give my parents permission. Um, you know, but bought it on DVD and I just, me and my brother watched that movie a million times. And then, yeah, Jackass number three came out and then we saw it in theaters. It came out on DVD. We bought it. We watched it a million fucking times. It's just one of those movies where like time just fucking flies. It's like an hour and a half, hour 45, but it just, it flies and it feels like no, like, like what? The movie's already over. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm super excited for it. I still remember that first time very vividly I ever watched anything with Jackass. Um, something that does make me kind of bummed that uh, fucking Bam, Bam Margera isn't in it. But I mean, it, it just makes sense, man. I mean, even back then, he was always getting fucked up, you know, and he was just always kind of... <sighs> It sounds silly to say he was always more wild than everyone else, you know, but it just seemed like, and that's saying a lot when you think about Steve-O and everything that he's been through, but just the way he's recovered from drugs and alcohol and just how happy he is and how healthy he is and living life. And he's still willing to be crazy and do stupid shit, but he's willing to do it sober. Bam, I just think took such a hard turn and now he's just starting to look so much like his dad he didn't take care of himself. He got addicted to drugs. He has this whole, you know, all these relationship problems um, with his wife or girlfriend, whoever this chick is to him. I don't even know. But yeah, um, it's just so sad. And it, and they tried to get him on to do Jackass number four, but he just can't take care of himself. And I mean, when you guys are working a busy schedule and you're doing all this stuff, filming a, you know, a feature film, it requires a lot of hard work and I guess just Bam wasn't pulling his weight. So they're like, you know what? Yeah, like we're just going to take Bam off of the movie. Um, and, and to me, it sucks. I'm sorry if this is insensitive to say it. I don't really know. I don't really care at the same time. But I mean, to me, it just seems a little pathetic that he's like he's crying about being kicked off of Jackass 4 and, uh, you know, woe is me. Oh, woe is me. If everyone could just Venmo me like a buck, Venmo me a dollar, like... And I forget what else he said. I stopped watching the video because I was like, that's lame. You know, like, that's just, I don't know, like, pandering to your fans and your audience to, like, Venmo you a dollar because you couldn't keep your act together to to film a movie with your best friends, the people that wanted to take care of you. And then it's just so awkward for everybody else because, like, when, of course, people are going to ask them, so tell us about Bam. And they're just like, 
we tried our best you know what i mean like because there's not much to say you know what else can you say to that you know so that really sucks but um we're going to go ahead and take a small little break i mean i talk all day for a living and now i'm talking all night you know talking to you guys for a living right wink wink uh you know if you want to support me remember the support link is in the bio but uh yeah let's go ahead and take a quick little break i'm gonna need to get a refill on my water and we'll be right back after these commercial messages you don't man don't you fucking and this might be an overused joke but i don't care man because it fucking rings true don't you hate it like when you take a dump and then like like i don't know what it is like you know you're pushing you're pushing you're you're getting everything out but there's just like that one just that one little fucking nugget the one little tiny like tootsie roll of a turd just won't fucking come out but like you 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 sit there and like you wiggle or you clench and you push and you try everything you can just to pinch it off but then and if this is so, and if this is like a very specific thing if none of you guys say to yourself damn i hate that i'm gonna feel so embarrassed because then i feel like you guys are gonna judge me but fuck it i mean if you have me on facebook you know i have no shame um you know like you sit there and then like you think you're in, you think you're out of the clear you think it finally fucking fell off and this was such a like such a microscopic turd that you didn't even hear it hit the water because you're thinking this was such an inconvenient little like little dingleberry of a nonsense thing hanging out of your butthole so you think you're like oh okay you think to yourself okay cool finally i got it done and then you go and you wipe your ass and then you have it there on your toilet paper like you ha- like you feel like you have to scoop it out of your butt like god like half of you probably just turned this fucking episode off right now but like don't you hate that and then it's like oh my god and then so then you're wiping and you're wiping and you're wiping and you're wiping and it's like you're wiping a brown fucking marker because it's like man when you when you when you woped when you when you wiped your ass you know you're like damn it and then you fucking made a a, a bigger problem that little turd just fucks up your whole night. Well, obviously, if I'm telling you this, it's because I just experienced that. Um, and obviously, you don't know how long it took. It took. See, I don't know, the guy shit on my mind how long it took um, to do that. But yeah, anyway, that was my break. I hope you guys enjoyed yours. So um, anyway, let's talk about some important shit. Um, let's get into some sports right now, right? You know, let's talk about some sports. It's been a minute since we talked about it. Um, So, yeah, so the Milwaukee Bucks are the NBA champions. Can you believe it? Giannis finally has a ring. The prophecy has been fulfilled for Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. You know what? Good for them. I've said it several times. Uh, You know, I'd be happy with whoever. Was I going for the Suns? Yeah. Uh, because of the whole Suns and Four guy, and then plus two, I mean, Phoenix is in the West. The Spurs are in the West. Uh, I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks this way, but whenever like you know it comes for a major championship and 
your team isn't in there. I go for the overall, the teams, you know, the the division. You know what I mean? Like in the Super Bowl, I always kind of gravitate towards the NFC team. Uh, you know, so that's that's just kind of my thought process on it. But at the same time, to be honest, it didn't really phase me who won because it wasn't the Spurs. And it was two different teams. It was two brand new teams in the finals. So, um, yeah, good on good on Milwaukee. I mean, they came back, you know, they were down 0-2, um, you know, and they came back to pretty much reverse sweep the Suns, you know. They won four games straight. So I think they just, you know, the first two games were just nerves and Phoenix was coming off a very exciting, you know, Western Conference final. So um, I just think that's all, I think that's all it was, you know, and that's so cool seeing Giannis sit there on the bench with his championship hat, that one little tear, you know, roll down his uh, cheek. I think that's really cool. So, um, congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks here from anybody listening. Um, you know, cause is anybody listening? If this can make it back to Giannis, you know how cool that would be? If I could get Giannis on the show, that would be dope, right? Fucking M- uh, MVP, finals MVP, fucking NBA league MVP, and, you know, NBA champion. Cause, and, and then that's the cool thing, because now for the rest of his career, no matter what, he is forever going to be known as an NBA champion. He has a championship forever, forever. And it blows my mind that he got drafted in 2013. So, you know, he almost got drafted, you know, he got drafted eight years ago. That's crazy, you know, and that's and that's what I give props to him because he stuck with the same team for eight years. He told Milwaukee, I'm going to bring you a championship, and he did it just like Steph Curry did. As much as I dislike Steph Curry because I think he's I think he's overrated, um, he's he's a phenomenal player, but I think he's a little overhyped for his good, and it's such it's due to the bandwagon fans. But he stuck with the fucking Warriors his whole career. He turned that franchise around. That He played with the Golden State Warriors back when they still were in the old school, like that weird blue-looking warrior guy. So props to Steph Curry for that, and he brought them a championship. So props to Giannis. You know, Giannis deserves that 100%. If anything, I think that's going to, make, I think that's going to motivate Devin Booker and the rest of the Phoenix Suns to have a fucking phenomenal season next year i think we're about to witness the birth of two new teams and then also i think atlanta too i think atlanta is going to be like damn it that should have been us and i think trey young and devin booker are just going to kick it into overdrive next season so next season i think is going to be really good for the nba it's definitely going to be a must watch um yeah that's fucking dope so congratulations to the milwaukee bucks um, on finally winning a championship after 50-something years or however many years it was. Anyway, um, right now, as we are speaking, uh, the Olympics are happening in Tokyo. Um, can we just be straight up honest? Does anybody really care about the Olympics? A- answer me that. Does anyone really fucking care? I think just in today's day and age, I think just like... United States morale is just so at an all-time low that, like, nobody really fucking cares. Plus two, I mean, we're still technically in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, things are getting more relaxed. People are getting vaccinated. But it's just so, like, eh, like, who cares, you know? I know I don't. I really don't. And I talked about it a little bit last time. 
I don't even go for Team USA in the Olympics anyway, so I don't know why it matters. And then, fuck me. Oh, God, I'm so sorry, guys, for that yawning and dead air. Oh, my God, that is so unprofessional. Anyway, um, but yeah, I just don't think people really give a fuck about the Olympics, man. Like, it's it just, pff, like, no one really cares. And I think it's I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, speaking for my generation, like, you know, I look at the Olympics as kind of like reminiscing about like, uh, like holiday breaks or like certain things when you were a kid, like remember like how big of a deal it was like on the last day of school before Christmas break, the Christmas party and, you know, watching the Christmas, watching some sort of Christmas movie and eating cookies and having, you know, a soda and a juice and everything. And the teacher bought a pizza, you know, and whatnot, like, you know, those kind of things like, but now when you get older, it's just kind of like, eh, it's just another fucking, you know, it's another fucking Friday or Tuesday, whatever it is, right? Um, you know, I think that's how I feel now about the Olympics. Like, when I was younger, I fucking got all up into it. I was like, fuck yeah, I'd watch it, you know, and everything. Stay up late if it was, like, some sort of weird time difference, you know, like, trying to watch the games and keeping track of the medals and everything. Now I'm all like, eh, whatever, you know, cool. It's still a big accomplishment. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to knock the accomplishments of these athletes. It's still a huge thing. It's still the Olympics. You know, I just think the importance of the Olympics has dwindled in the last like decade. Like, I just don't think anybody really cares that much. But I think just because it's so good for marketing and it's so good for like Nike and all these other like sports companies to be like, oh, we're the official sponsor of the USA Olympic team and this, this and that. Like, I just think it's more of a marketing ploy. And if that makes me sound like an old jaded man, I'm, I, I apologize. Um, I just think it's true. I just I don't see. And, and it's clearly proven because I'm reading article after article and I'm reading like on Twitter and all of its trending that this is the lowest rated Olympics and since who knows when. Like, the viewership for the Olympics has plummeted tremendously. And I'm actually part of that. I think funny the funny thing a part of that is is that most people don't even know when to watch it. And, and I really think that's a big thing that speaks to uh, my generation and the younger generation um, especially. I mean, in this day of social, you know, social media and stuff, um, you know, unless you follow something with the sports, unless you – Unless you have alerts or something turned on, you're going to be out of touch with a lot of things. Because, I mean, when people use social media, especially things like Instagram and Twitter um, and Snapchat, you only get tailored posts to things that you like and the things that you follow. So if you don't follow sports or you don't follow nothing related to sports, you're not going to really get anything curated to seeing Olympics on your feed. You know, you're not going to get advertisements. You're not going to get anything related to the Olympics. When you go to the trending section on Twitter, the first trending section that everyone looks at is the for you trending section. And you only get things that are trending that have piqued your interest at some point in time. So I think that really speaks a lot to it. And then like also too, hopefully, hopefully I'm not sounding too harsh with this, but I just, I just think the, the kids of today, the generation of today um, there are a bunch of idiots. So I just don't think they realize that Tokyo 
is on a, you know, I don't think they realize Japan is in a different time zone. So during the day, they're watching highlights and they're like, oh, wait, this is already over. Like, the, whoever already won. I don't think they realize, like, right now as we speak, there's games going on. What games or what competitions are going on? I don't know. Do I care? No. I have my laptop right here. I could look it up if I really wanted to, but I'm not going to because I don't want to because I don't care. But um, that's what that's what's crazy to me that that's that's part of the reason why the ratings are so low. And I mean, I know where to watch it. I have Peacock, you know, NBC is free. It's a local channel. I have my phone. I, there's YouTube, there's Twitter, there's everything. I can watch the sports live if I really wanted to, but I don't. Because why? Say it with me, people. I don't care. Man, isn't that good when we all talk to ourselves, talking back to me? Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, and the funny thing to me, um, the United States men's basketball team lost to France. I think I hyped them up so much. I think I jinxed them. I will take responsibility uh, for the men's basketball team not being that good. Um, they fucking lost to France of all countries. You know, you know, can you believe it? Tony Parker doesn't even play for him anymore. And they fucking lost to France. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's the Olympics. I mean, that's really all I have written down. Um, I saw a video because this is the first year that a skateboarding is being recognized as a uh, Olympic sport. And I saw some, I don't know what country is from. I saw some guy fall off a skateboard and get racked, right? Boom. Scissor punched the the rail with his nuts, man. That was fucking gnarly, fucking brutal. But anyway, um, yeah, man. So that's all I have written for the Olympics. Uh, in baseball news, Cleveland finally announced their new team name. They're no longer the Cleveland Indians. They are the Cleveland Guardians. The Cleveland Guardians. Um, I think it's an okay name, you know. The logo looked kind of cheesy, just a G with like some, with like a baseball, like the logo was kind of cheesy, but I think the name is okay. Um, I saw it get a lot of backlash, but again, the people that were hating on it the most are because I want the Indian, give us the Indian. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, that's just, that shit's not going to fly in this day and age. You know what I mean? Like, does it personally bother me? No. I mean, I'm not Native American or anything. So, of course, well, you're white. Of course it wouldn't bother you. But I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I like to feel like I'm socially conscious sometimes about uh, jokes and what's appropriate. and Or, you know, and, and just kind of like, oh, that's not really appropriate. Like, I have a, I have a story about that that I want to talk about here in a minute. Um, let me write this down before I forget. Um, yeah, so... Um, but I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't care. Like, it, I never gave it two thoughts. Because, one, I'm not a Cleveland, I, I never went for the Cleveland Indians, nor did I care about the Cleveland Indians. Um, you know, my dad, he's a Cincinnati Red. he's a Cincinnati Reds fan. That's the team that he grew up liking because of Pete Rose. Um, before the cheating scandal, obviously. So, um, I just, I don't think, but I, it's just funny to me that people get so fucking upset over the dumbest things over the silliest things in the world so ridiculous but anyway anyway i digress i digress so um let's go ahead and move on to everybody's favorite wrestling news time to talk about a little bit about wrestling um some big major potential news sources close to aew and executives have said that Daniel Bryan, yes, you heard me, 
Mr. Bree Bella Daniel Bryan, or his real name, Bryan Danielson, um, has signed with All Elite Wrestling. He's officially 100% all in with All Elite. It's just a matter of him debuting with AEW. Guys, until I see it, I cannot believe it. Do I wish, do I hope he goes to AEW? Hell yeah. I think he, this will revitalize his career. This is going to be a huge thing. He is so talented. He's so well-versed in the world of wrestling. He lives and breathes wrestling. So even if he comes out and fights every now and then, I think he's going to be such a huge asset to help build the superstars of tomorrow and help build the roster. And I think that's what it is because people get so jaded. Oh, here's another ex-WWE guy coming into AEW. It's like I'm not looking at it as an ex-WWE guy. I'm looking at it as a here's a man who had a very successful career in the indies, made it to WWE, made it to the top of the mountain, did everything that he could. You know, he put his body, he gave his body to WWE. Now here he is giving back to the future of wrestling, to the future of the industry. That's what I'm looking at it as. That's what I look at it as with Big Show signing with AEW, Sting signing with AEW, you know, Chris Jericho signing, all these old veterans, you know, that's what I'm looking at it as. They're trying to give back to the wrestling industry because they want to make sure that it's in good hands. That's all that I'm taking from all of this. That's all it is. Drink break. Everything else I just think is just people finding things to complain about. But yeah, so it pretty much, that's all they've said. It's pretty much, it's 100% confirmed. It's just waiting for the debut. But guys, the one, the one biggest rumor right now, the one that's been a blaze since it first got reported, ladies and gentlemen, CM Punk, the second city saint, the second city savior, Shy towns hero, CM Punk is supposedly also 100% signed with AEW. It's just a matter of when he's going to debut. Now, this one is the hard pill to swallow. This is the one where I'm like, I don't want to believe it, and then it doesn't happen. For those of you who don't watch wrestling and are not familiar with CM Punk's story, CM Punk, he he's another one that lives and breathes wrestling. That was his number one dream his number one career choice. He came up in the indies. He was in Ring of Honor from the beginning, man. He came up in Ring of Honor. You know, he made a name for himself, moved to ECW, fucking made a name for himself. Finally makes it to Raw and SmackDown. The fans love him. Vince McMahon and just the higher brass did not love him. He got to win a few championships. He got to have some big moments. He had a lot of big matches. But just Vince McMahon and company just didn't feel that he was that big of a star and didn't think that he should be in the spotlight that much. CM Punk, of course, you can look it up. It's the famous Pipe Bomb promo. If you just type in CM Punk, I guarantee you within the first three searches or the first three suggestions, one of them is going to say Pipe Bomb or one of them is going to say promo. And it's going to be the number one result. Um, when he delivered that, and I remember watching it at home in my in my bedroom when it happened um but yeah that pipe bomb really changed the game and that's what sent him into just fucking to make him a a wrestling 
messiah like he 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 exceeded superstardom after that promo and it was super dope super dope and again you can look it up yourself it's mean fucking 10 years old by now um you know you can find it yourself but he had such a bad experience with wwe and vince mcmahon and just all the arguing and the fighting over contracts and he wanted some creativity for himself and he wanted to just be better than what wwe was becoming but that rubbed everyone the wrong way and so it and he said vince mcmahon and wwe killed his passion for for wrestling so he left he retired from wrestling he hung up the boots he quit wwe he left he didn't resign um we all know what happens he signed to ufc he did mma got his ass kicked i think as of right now he's still 0 two i know two for sure i don't know if he's had another fight if he has it's probably 0 three um but yeah he went to ufc got his ass kicked um and it sucked it definitely sucked but i mean i mean i give him props for trying i mean he got completely demolished but anyway um yeah uh uh, he, he's sworn off wrestling in over the past few years. I mean, he's made comments. He goes, well, you know what? I will entertain any conversation, but it, you know, it, it has the payday has to be right. And it has to be the right storyline. Like he's, you know, yeah, he wants to be paid a lot of money because he's definitely damn well worth it. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Hands down. Uh, he was one of my favorites when, I mean, when he was actively wrestling, I loved him. I fucking love him. Um, you know, so it, if he comes back, I'm telling you, if when CM Punk comes back, hopefully, well, I mean, fuck it, even if they do announce it ahead of time, whenever CM Punk comes back, the second that his music hits, the second that he, it's, it's CM Punk walks out on stage and comes out, the roof is going to explode. I guarantee you, and I'm, okay, actually, let me say, I'm dramatically saying, I guarantee you, when he comes back, the reaction will be so loud, it will definitely show up on some sort of seismic level. Like, it will create, like, a small earthquake with the fans going nuts. And the, it's just, it, it is what it is, man. CM Punk is the hottest, has been the technically the hottest free agent for like eight or nine years 10 years whenever he left wwe it's been way too long and he's you know in wrestling he's still super young when he left and i still think he has a few good matches in him and the rumors are speculating the same type of rumors are speculating with daniel bryan right so it's it's pretty much 100 percent done it's just a matter of when he's going to debut and the contract reads it's a multi-year contract but they get to select their dates. They get the full creativity with their matches and storylines and this, this, and that, um, which is understandable. I mean, because both of these guys are huge draws. You know, everybody loves Daniel Bryan and everybody loves CM Punk. So um, I, it, it's crazy. I think CM Punk may debut before Daniel Bryan um, only because AEW's next pay-per-view is all out in Chicago and they have several shows scheduled in Chicago around that time. And so since CM Punk is from Chicago, born and raised in Chicago, it only makes sense that they would pull the trigger on a CM Punk debut in Chicago. Chicago, for whatever reason, is like the wrestling capital of the country. Um, Chicago always has the best fans. They always have the best energy. 
Chicago really is a wrestling town. It's really, really good for wrestling, and the crowds never disappoint. So um, it would only make sense, and especially if he debuts in Chicago, forget it. You'll be able to hear that reaction here in San Antonio, man. It'll be fucking nuclear. So that's a day that I really want to get off is for All Out, AEW All Out, um, because if CM Punk comes back, I will probably have be have so much adrenaline that I could jump off the balcony and run 10 miles. Like, I will be so ecstatic. Um, but yeah, we'll see, man. What are your thoughts? For those of you who like CM Punk, do you want to see him come back? For those of you who don't like CM Punk, do you want to see him come back? For those of you who only know CM Punk from the UFC things, what are your thoughts on this? Is he back where he belongs or where he should have stayed? Do you think he's going to get his ass kicked again? Is he washed up? I don't know. Give me some insight, guys. What are you guys thinking? But speaking of exciting comebacks, um, last Sunday was Money in the Bank, WWE Money in the Bank, the first pay-per-view since WrestleMania in front of a, in front of a live sold-out audience. And it did not disappoint. As much as I've critiqued WWE um, since the inception of the show, I really think the missing piece was the fans. And I talked about this on my review of WrestleMania that um, the fans definitely helped a whole lot. And with it being a sellout crowd in front of a, you know, in a Texas, you know, in a Texas audience, which Texas is, you know, Texas is. Uh, Texas is a huge wrestling state. Um, I mean, there's a lot of roots in professional wrestling with the state of Texas. Um, you know, so definitely our crowds are pretty good too, in my opinion, you know, being a tech fellow Texan myself. But um, anyway, but Money in the Bank had a lot of great matches, a lot of great finishes, some pretty decent booking, wasn't too upset about everything. Um, yeah, man, just fucking knocked it out of the park. But Lo and behold, after the main event, Roman Reigns defeated Edge to retain the title. The crowd was booing. Boo, boo, Roman, you suck. Boo. Lo and behold. Your time is up. My time is now. John Cena comes back, makes his return to WWE. And y'all, the crowd went. Like the crowd freaked out. That was like a big fucking pop. And for those who don't know wrestling term, pop is the pop is the uh, phrase for the crowd cheering. Um, the pop for John Cena coming back was huge. Even I fucking popped, man. I'm marked out. I celebrated like crazy. And I've hated John Cena. I hated him. Ever since I started watching wrestling, I was like, oh, so this is that John Cena guy. I've heard about him. I didn't know what he was. I didn't know that he was a wrestler. But then it was like, ah, oh, he's always in the main event. He's always winning championships. He's always doing this. He's always doing that. It got really old. And people my age, guys and kids my age, you know, just started hating John Cena. You know, and because, of course, you know, his theme song. Everyone's heard John Cena's theme song at least once or twice in their life. Um, well, the wrestling fans are so mean. So during that... The crowd goes, John Cena sucks. John Cena sucks. You know, kind of similar to Kurt Angle's, you suck. Um, you know, so, and I, I've done that every single time I've seen John Cena in person. I've booed him. I've just, boo, John Cena sucks. Like, I sing along to it. 
because the whole crowd does. It's like only little kids and like girls like John Cena. Well, lo and behold, John Cena returns out of the blue, surprise return at Money in the Bank. I fucking jumped out of the couch and I was all like, oh my God. And I was freaking out. I was like, it's John Cena. Holy shit. And so when Leslie was all like, babe, you're cheering for John Cena? And I was like, oh my God, I am. I am cheering for John Cena. And then so just like after watching it and freaking out and whatnot, I got on, you know, I get on Twitter and I'm reading the reactions and everybody was saying similar things like, oh my God, I've been booing Cena for the last like X amount of years and I finally cheered for him. What, what has happened to me? Am I getting old? Like has Cena reached that status where it's like he's an old timer getting the big pop? And then um, it's funny because after, after Money in the Bank went off the air, after it finished, John Cena stayed in the rain. He was talking to the crowd and that's the first thing he said. He goes, man, he's like, I've been, he's like, I've been getting booed for so many years. It's crazy. It feels good to finally be cheered. Am I in bizarro world? What's going on? And it's funny that he addressed it because John Cena, you know, he's not an idiot. He's, he's a great wrestler. He's very, very good. He's very talented. Um, he's phenomenal on the mic. He's always been entertaining on the mic. Even though I boo him, he's made me laugh and he's had great promos over the years. Um, it's just the fact is cause like, oh, he's Vince McMahon's golden boy. He's the Hulk Hogan of my generation, you know? Um, that's just what makes it super old all the time. But no, yeah. Um, I mean, it was super cool to see him come back. But then when you kind of think about it, uh, well, Suicide Squad is about to come out in movie theaters. Uh, he's only back to promote it. And of course he said the same old, same old, I'm not back just for one night. I'm, this is the first night back, not my only night back. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yeah, 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 we'll see. We'll see if that's really true. They're advertising it as the Summer of Cena, which, I mean, clearly, if they're saying the Summer of Cena, then he's definitely going to be gone by the fall. So, ah, drink break. Sorry, guys. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I mean, I, just because I cheered for him coming back doesn't mean I want to see him win all the championships and take center stage from everything like that. That's definitely not what I'm getting at. I just think that it's like, holy shit, like, here's something new. Here's something different. You know what I mean? Because they tried to do John Cena versus Roman Reigns a couple years ago, and it did not fit. It just did not work at all. They had Roman Reigns beat John Cena clean, and John Cena tried to do the whole thing where he shakes his hand and, you know, raises Roman Reigns' hand and tries to get the crowd to cheer for Roman Reigns, and nobody bought it. Hell, they even had The Rock try to do that with The Rock trying to put Roman Reigns over and the crowd did not like that at all either. Roman Reigns, I just don't think is going to ever be as big as what Vince McMahon thought he was going to be. Just because he's The Rock's cousin doesn't mean that he's going to be as big of a superstar as The Rock was. And I think Vince McMahon just doesn't get that. But anyway, I digress. That's a whole other topic. That's a whole other topic. Um, ah, damn, right now, guys, man, I'm fucking sorry. My throat is killing me. Like, my throat is fucking on fire right now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take another quick little break. I'm going to down a bottle of water. I'm going to try to rest my voice for a few minutes here. And we'll be right back to uh, wrap up the episode. I got I got a pretty good topic that I can talk about. Um, I got a pretty good topic that I could talk about for a little bit. 
um, but bear with me for a little bit. I'll be right back. Alrighty, and we're back. Guys, I apologize, man. I, I fucking, I'm, this is crazy. I don't know why my throat is, like, hurting me so much. Like, I'm not sick or nothing. At least I, uh, you know, like, I hope not. But it's not like a hurt, like, like a, like a sore throat type of hurt. It's, like, from talking. Because I'm telling you, like, I talk for eight hours a day. You know what I mean? Um, and then just doing this. But, I mean, it's no excuse I want to record, I'm obviously recording, but, um, bear with me guys. And I really like, you know, I, I feel like I kind of blazed through everything. I didn't skip anything. I only have a couple things. I have a couple things here left that I know I can talk about for a while. For those of you who do enjoy listening to my super long episodes, um, I definitely have stuff that I can talk about for a while. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to do as best as I can. If I sound a little bit different, if I sound a little groggy, bear with me. If I take breaks to drink some water, um, I'm really trying my best here. Um, but no excuses, guys, because I know even hell, I know by the time I post this, you guys are going to want episode 31. Jeez Louise, man. Chill. Give me a break. No, I'm just kidding. I've been taking too many breaks. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. So, uh, so if you guys remember last episode uh 15 days ago when i posted it um i posted or i talked about on the episode how i was doing something special i was going out that saturday because i remember recording it on a saturday i was going somewhere that was going to be a surprise well what it was was um who i've had on the show my best friend from since seventh grade michael hetler uh he proposed to his who is now his fiance. She said yes. Uh, his girlfriend, uh, Rosie Gonzalez, Miss Rosie, um, who's done the music for the show, um, and has been on the show. Both of them have been on the show. Um, yeah, they, he proposed to her, and she said yes. And now they're engaged. Yay! Congratulations! Big round of applause, guys! Everybody, clap, clap! Damn it, clap! Um, yeah, they are now engaged. Um, it makes me so happy. Um, did I get teary-eyed? Yeah, I definitely got teary-eyed, you know what I mean? But it's it was such a magical thing, you know what I mean? It was, it was so beautiful. And um, just like we've talked about on the show, we've talked about it, you know, when they were both on and whatnot. But, you know, they, they, they're definitely like a real-life Jim and Pam, you know? Like, one of them was dating someone and, you know, and they were in love with each other, but they just did. The times never really met, right? So... Um, everything's kind of worked out. Everything that they've been through led them to there, led them to there, led them to this. So, you know, I'm so glad that they have now are, that they are now engaged. Um, so yeah, so every, you know, congrats, you know, getting engaged is a huge step. It's a huge, exciting thing. Um, you know, and it, it was so cool and it was so, it was so exciting to kind of be like in on the surprise, you know what I mean? And same thing with Leslie. I mean, because Michael came over a million times and we planned the engagement, you know, and we've talked about it and all the different things and this this, and that. And, you know, we treated it like a a thing to rehearse, like we rehearsed it and whatnot. And we blocked it. Um, Blocking means like we walked through it. That's a that's a theater term, uh, an acting term. Um, You know, we blocked the rehearsal. uh, We blocked the engagement and everything. And we you know, I have 
I have this cool looking, you know, little, it's called a gimbal. Um, it's a steady cam, you know, for your cell phone. Um, you know, so I filmed it with that. We practiced filming different things and um, it was really cool. It was really exciting. And I really had to bite my tongue from saying anything because I'm really good at keeping secrets. But I think for this, just because I'm just like, I know she's going to say yes. And I know it's like, it's been bound to happen since high school, you know what I mean? Like I felt like, oh my God, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna spill the beans. Um, but lo and behold, luckily I did not spill the beans, um, and it was really beautiful. Um, I took I took video of the whole thing uh, of the engagement. It's a ten minute long video. Uh, Michael was getting it professionally edited um, to put together, so it's like an official video, and it looks like a, a mini movie or something. So um, I know he said he was gonna do it, but then he said he was gonna have somebody professionally do it. So hopefully he gets that done soon. I sent him all the pictures and all the videos that I took of that night. Um, so hopefully he gets it done soon. Um, with, his, with their permission, I would love to share it on the page. Um, I think it's really cool, um, really exciting. Um, I think it would be really dope for you guys to see it too. Um, there's laughter. There's an office parody. There's fireworks. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, w- it was a really crazy thing. Um, I would love to get them on the show, Michael Rosie, when you're listening. Um, I would love to have you guys on the show so we could talk about the engagement and kind of talk about, um, you know, Michael and I can go over what we were planning and then Rosie get talk about your reaction and things like that. Because now you guys have been engaged for a couple weeks, two weeks now. So that's super cool. So again, congratulations to Michael, uh, to Mr. and Mrs. Hetler, future Mr. and Mrs. Hetler. So yeah, that's dope. Um... So speaking of couples, let's talk about Leslie and I, right? Everybody's famous, everybody's famous, most favorite couple, right? No, I'm just kidding, guys. We're okay. Um, so with with now my weekends being occupied, now I don't have my weekends. Um, I hope that doesn't sound bitter because I'm definitely not bitter about it. But uh, but yeah, you know. So my last weekend that I had, uh, you know, to do to do stuff, my last free weekend. Um, you know, I decided to spend that weekend with Leslie, you know, I wanted to spend that weekend with my wife, like, Hey, like that, this is what I want to do. And lo and behold, it just happened to be a payday weekend, you know, where I got paid earlier in the week. So, um, we kind of treated ourselves. Um, we really, we really wanted to do something big, you know, when, when you become an adult, you know, even when you don't have kids, you know, planning a summer vacation gets a little hard because you're working, you're trying to pay bills and, especially for the year that we had, you know, playing catch up with everything, you know, so we decided, hey, you know what, we were, we're pretty well off now financially, we're getting back on track, you know, we've got a lot of stuff caught up, you know, yeah, we're in a good spot to where we could kind of splurge a little bit, we had extra money, um, you know, isn't that always a good thing too, when you budget and you're like, no, man, I actually have extra money, um, that you can kind of splurge a little bit. So we went to SeaWorld, um, just Leslie and I, we kept it low radar. We didn't post anything. We didn't, you know, tell anybody. Um, we just like, Hey, you know what we bought, we bought the season passes or we, we started the monthly payment plan or whatever for the platinum pass, their most, their biggest one. And we were like, yeah, let's go ahead and go. And Leslie wanted to go because, uh, SeaWorld is doing their, Uh, summer nights you know concert series or whatever and uh, jesse mccartney was performing 
So Leslie loves Jesse McCartney. That was one of her childhood crushes. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's let's go see Jesse McCartney. You know, <clears throat> I know that one song, the you know, Beautiful Soul. I know that song. You know, I remember that from Disney Channel back way when. You know, so. Oh, Jesus Christ! Sorry, guys. Um, you know, so yeah, let's go, let's go. Why not? But you know, let's, yeah, let's go, you know, let's make it a whole day out of it. You know, we'll go to Aquatica. We'll, we'll swim. We'll do all that stuff. We'll walk around the park and get on rides. And then when it's time to watch Jesse McCartney, we'll watch Jesse McCartney. So yeah, sure enough, that's what we did. And it, it was a blast. We went, you know, yeah, we got there, went to Aquatica. We ate, you know, we, we got the all day dining thing and we ate, you know, there we had some pizza and a sandwich and waited a little bit and we got in the the lazy river. We were there for about 30 minutes or so for half an hour floating around. I mean, there's, I mean, it's, it's only so long and there's only so much for you to do in the lazy river after a couple laps. You're just kind of like, okay, it's just the same shit. You know what I mean? It's not like you're seeing anything new. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. So after we did that, we were going to get in the big wave pool, but it was just really, really crowded. And it was just like, eh, you know, Leslie and I, we're both vaccinated, but Hey, you know, we want to try to be as safe as possible. Right. We don't want to be up where everybody else is at. So, um, you know, we treated after that, we treated ourselves to a little alcoholic beverage. We went back into the main sea world park. We grabbed, you know, some, some food, um, some more food because I mean, with that all day dining pass, you get it, every, you get to use it every 90 minutes or whatever. So got some more food. We walked around, uh, Leslie and I, we got on that new, uh, stingray roller coaster, that wooden roller coaster. The funny thing about that though, um, was that when we were waiting in line, you know, and when you, when you get up to the gate at the roller coaster and Leslie's not the biggest roller coaster rider at all. I love roller coasters. Um, I was really afraid of roller coasters when I was a kid. Um, but I remember my first roller coaster I ever got on was the steel eel. Um, and getting on it with my mom and my fear was conquered. I was like, damn, like that, like it's such an exciting ride. Um, I love roller coasters. So yeah, so that was super cool. So anyway, Leslie's not the biggest roller coaster rider. And, but I was like, Hey, neither of us have been on this ride. Let's get on it. Let's do it. So Leslie's like, okay, fine. Like I'll, I'll try it once, you know? Okay, cool. So, um, we're waiting in line and we're there at the gate and I noticed there's like a police officer an SAPD officer and then a camera guy. And I'm like, like, that's weird. Like, that's just, just a random combo to have at a roller coaster. And I'm <laughs> kind of laughing to myself but you know i'm not making a big deal about it i'm just laughing to myself so sure enough the roller coaster comes back and people are getting off and jesse mccartney was on the roller coaster and leslie's like oh my god oh my god and i was like oh shit yeah there he is you know what i mean like oh damn yeah that's jesse mccartney i was like he's a lot shorter in person than i thought than i just imagined he would be um but anyway but leslie was like i can't believe this is happening again so when she was younger, she saw him perform at Six Flags. I, I can't remember how old she was or what group, what age, what class she was in or whatever you want to call it. Um, But yeah, she was in line with the Poltergeist and she loves telling the story. She was in line with the Poltergeist and uh, they stopped. They're like, wait, 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 Jesse McCartney's getting on. And Jesse McCartney walked right in front of her 
and uh, got on the roller coaster. So she's like, oh my God, it's happening again. We get on the roller coaster. It's fun. If, if you if you have SeaWorld passes or you plan on going to SeaWorld before the summer ends or even in the, in the fall and the winter when they do their Halloween and Christmas stuff, get on that ride. It is super cool. Um, it doesn't go upside down. It has one big, huge drop, and then it's a lot of just a lot of uh, fast motion and like steep turns and whatnot. Really, really cool. So anyway, so we get off the roller coaster and we're walking and we're going to go walk to the penguins. We're going to go see the penguin exhibit. And then um, whatchamacallit, sure enough, as we're walking, Jesse McCartney walks in front of us again. He's walking the opposite way from the penguins. So Leslie's like, oh my God, twice in the same day, we're destined to be. And I was like, okay, thanks, babe. Uh, you know, only your husband's standing right here, you know, but thank you. But I'm no, just kidding. I don't care about all that stuff. I don't, I don't get how couples can be jealous of like celebrity. Like, oh my God, like that celebrity is so cute and this, this and that. Oh my God, I love him. I'm like, it's a celebrity. The chances of them meeting them and falling in love are astronomically slim to none. And you know what? If if Leslie were ever to legitimately meet Nick Jonas and Jesse McCartney and he'd be like, you know what? No, I want to be with you. I'd be like, well, damn, shit. Got me beat. I can't even be mad at it. I knew this from the beginning. I knew she was in love with Nick Jonas and he swept her off her feet. Damn. <laughs> you know, I'm like, damn, can't even be mad at it. But yeah, no, that was crazy. Um, Just to see him twice, you know what I mean? And be so close to him both times. Like that was pretty crazy. I almost the second time when we were walking back because I saw him from a few feet away and I was like, oh shit, that's Jesse McCartney again. I want to be like, hey, Jesse, just to see like what would happen, like if you would stop and talk to me. But I chickened out last second, which I don't know why um, I chickened out to say hi to Jesse McCartney. I was just like, oh no, I'm just going to keep my hands in my pockets. Um, but no, man, it, it was a really cool time. Um, he put on a really good show. I only knew one song, but he he sings really, really good. And there was a moment where he fucked up the lyrics to one of his song and he was like, oh, wait, got to restart. And he's like, well, at least, you know, I'm actually singing. And I was like, damn, yeah, he is actually singing. I'm really impressed. Like, I was like, hey, you know what? Good, good for you, Jesse McCartney. Um, it was really cool. Um, it was really good. Just the funny thing to me was that the whole audience was comprised of chicks in their mid to late it's their, from their mid 20s to their early 30s. Women in that age group and then all the guys that were there were either gay or there with their significant other. Like that like that's all it was. Like that that was the the, the two demographics. It was just chicks in their mid twenties to early thirties and then gay guys and then dudes who were forced to go. Like that like that was it was so funny. Um but you know I I just sat there. I mean, I didn't I didn't do anything silly. I joked around with Leslie a lot that I was going to boo him and this, this and that and just making real crude jokes. But Leslie was getting annoyed. So I stopped. So I was like, OK, OK, I was just kidding. But all right, whatever. I wasn't really going to do nothing. I just sat there and I watched um, like two, three songs into the concert. Fucking the girls all bum rust the stage like. Oh my god, oh my god, Jesse McCartney. It was so fucking loud. Oh my god. Like, I think every single woman there started ovulating as soon as Jesse McCartney walked on stage. <sighs> like, they were freaking out uh, for Jesse McCartney. And I was like, y'all, dude, chill. I was like, what the hell? Like, that's so wild. Like, just how 
little girls' childhood crushes can still captivate them and have a hold over them for so many years. So fucking funny. The best part of the concert, though. Actually, excuse me. I have to circle back real quick. So while we were waiting in line to get into Jesse McCartney, or not even waiting in line, we were just waiting in the general area for the entrance to the theater or to the amphitheater to get in. Um, remember how I was talking about like canceled stuff and like thing like I know I can tell when things aren't appropriate to be in public or things just shouldn't be appropriate to say or do. Um, we all know the Black Eyed Peas hit themes, you know, the hit song, let's get it started, <sighs> you know, but the original version, the uncensored version, quote unquote, is let's get retarded. Let's get retarded. <sighs> Let's get retarded in here. And um, I <laughs> I hate that word. I, I hate that word immensely. I can't stand that word. It That word, for all the ugly things that I've said in my life and still say to this day, that word makes me cringe and it's just like, ugh, like it's just so gross. Like I don't like i'm not like if you say it around me i'm not going to be like hey don't say that like i'm not going to be like i'm not going to like call you out on it or nothing i'm just going to be like okay you know i just when people try to say it to be funny and things like that like i don't i don't find it amusing i don't um shocking right like that's the one word i don't like um but yeah like so like standing there in line and then like the song starts you know and then it hits the chorus and then you know let's get written you know it starts going i was like yo are they really playing this like sea world family fun sea world is playing a song that says let's get retarded like over the loudspeaker for everyone to hear like that what and everybody kind of was making the same face like what like their jaws dropped like they really played this version and you hear like everybody like kind of murmur to themselves and to their friends are they really playing this song like like me, leslie and i looked at each other like you like really this like what the fuck like that was wild like that drove like that i like i was just standing there cringing the whole time i'm like that's so weird and that sea world would play this so I had, sorry, I had to circle back to that real quick before I forgot, but, um, no, the best part of the concert, the best part of the concert to me was watching this one dude kind of towards the front get absolutely embarrassed by his girlfriend. He embarrassed himself, but then the funny thing was watching his girlfriend embarrass him. So like I said, you know, it, the, the age range for this group, mid-20s to early 30s, depending on what grade you were in when you saw Jesse, when you liked Jesse McCartney. So obviously now we're all in our, you know, we're all old enough to drink alcohol. So of course, yeah, you know, Leslie and I had, you know, some alcoholic beverages, but we didn't, it's fucking blazing hot. So it's like, Drinking now because of the age we're at, drinking, getting drunk in that kind of environment in public at a theme park in the blazing hot sun just doesn't cut it. Having a couple, yeah, that's fine. But getting drunk in the sun, unless you're on a beach or a lake or something, it just, ugh, it, it ain't right. When you got to actually move and be physical and you're doing a lot of walking and stuff, that ain't the place to do it. So 
like I said, the chicks, they all bum rushed the stage a couple songs in. And then after the one song ended, everyone walked back to their seats, right? Everyone it seemed like everyone got it out of their systems. Oh, my God, I was so close to Jesse McCartney. Well, there was this one fucking idiot, this one dude. He stayed at the front, and he was, like, recording. And the SeaWorld, the SeaWorld, like, people, the ones that were, like, kind of doing crowd control, I don't even call them security guards. They were just... Like, they were just, like, the stadium ops. Like, the people that walk the stadium and sweep and, like, get prepared the lights and stuff. Like, they were, like, the ones kind of playing crowd control. And so the one chick's trying to tell the guy to go back to his seat. And you can only imagine what the dude is saying. Because, I mean, I can... Obviously, I can't hear him over the screaming women and the singing artist. You know, the person performing. But he's, like, putting his hand to his ear, like, going, what? And he's, like, getting all up in her face. Like, he's like, what? what like all obnoxious and the chick keeps scooting back because he's not wearing a mask she's not wearing a mask and he's she's trying to keep him away from him and then so like he keeps doing that and he's like recording jesse mccartney and like with his phone and he's like all like he's like throwing his hand everywhere so you know the videos he got were not good he probably watched them the next day like oh yeah this is bad but anyway but yeah he you could tell he's fucked up you know what i mean you know how you could just tell when someone's fucked up? This guy. Like, if someone goes like, oh, what does fucked up mean? I would show them a video of that guy if I caught it on video. But finally, after like after like 30 seconds of him doing that, he didn't get to do it for a long time. Because one, there was a big guy, a big SeaWorld guy that was about to walk up and start telling him shit. But I think his girlfriend saw that. And his girlfriend grabbed him by the collar and fucking dragged them back to where they were sitting. And he's all laughing. And you could tell she was like, cut it out. Stop it. You're ruining this for me. Like just fucking screaming at him. And he's all laughing. Ah, ha, ha. He's all laughing and this, this, and that. And then like he turns to the person next to him. And he puts his hand up for a high five. And it's this chick standing next to him. And she, like, turns her back all disgusted at him, like, ew, get away from me, I'm not high-fiving you. And he's there, like, his hand went down all disappointed, and then he finally sits down. And so once he sits down, I can't see him because, you know, everyone's standing up. So I'm like, man, I'm fucking laughing my ass off. I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, that was too fucking funny. That dude got dragged like he was a little kid, like, getting yelled at by his mom. That was, what? dog who <laughs> who sets out for their day yeah i'm gonna go see jesse mccartney at SeaWorld, and i'm gonna get fucked up <laughs> like that's just so baffling to me dude <laughs> like because now for the rest of his life whether if somebody knows who jesse mccartney is not who if you know him or don't know him the only way to describe him as a one-hit wonder a one-hit wonder boy pop star a boy pop idol i guess you can call him i don't know although the whole crowd including leslie knew all these dudes hits i only knew one song but this dude yeah man i got fucked up at jesse mccartney the dude that sings beautiful soul like that's ridiculous dude that's fucking ridiculous i was like what just laughing my ass off the whole time so sure enough um <laughs> sure enough the concert's getting ready to end right and he's so jesse mccartney's like thank you san antonio you guys have a great night Woo! thank you 
<laughs> I don't know why I made him sound like that. God, I'm going nuts. It's 1.12 in the morning. Thank you, San Antonio. Woo! <laughs> Goodbye, SeaWorld. I'm going to go party or something. I don't know what he does. Like, I want to go go live in obscurity and I'll come back to a theme park in 20 years and play my one-hit wonder again. Well, actually, he didn't even play it, so he left and everyone, the whole crowd, the lights come up, the whole crowd, he's not going to play Beautiful Soul. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Leslie's all like, oh, man. And I look at him like, babe, you know he's going to come back out and play that song. You know he probably just went backstage to grab a water real quick. And sure enough, he comes back out on stage. He's all, did I forget something? <sighs> and the, dude, that was fucking rowdy. Like, I can only imagine, like, if you were just, like, happened to be walking by that little amphitheater in SeaWorld and you just hear, <sighs> like, it would have woken up the dead whales they have in the middle of the lake there at SeaWorld, all the dead animals that they bury there in the lake when no one's there. Fucking crazy. I had to cover my ears. I've been front row for death metal concerts and fucking EDM dubstep shit. That I had to cover my ears because that was ear piercing. I was like, oh my God. Well, lo and behold. So some people tried to rush the stage again, but I guess because they knew this was his big hit, they had more people posted up so people couldn't, you know, bum rush. So lo and behold, Mr. Drunk, Mr. Drunkard at Jesse McCartney, he walks up there and he's like taking a selfie style video and he's like poorly lip syncing to the words from what I'm seeing. He's probably seeing them, but I mean, from what I could tell, his mouth was moving, but it wasn't matching what Jesse McCartney was saying. And and so finally, like this, uh, this guy is like telling him to go back to his seat, go back to his seat. And he tries to get buck with this dude. And he like, like gives him that like, kind of like, what's up? Like, you know, that little flinch thing, the fucking dude pushes him. Can't, I, I, I may be exaggerating the number, but I'm telling you, this big ass dude pushed him. This dude must have tripped like 10 feet. Like he, ooh, like he got knocked on his ass. And then his girlfriend had to pick him up off of his ass and sit him back down so she couldn't watch the rest of Beautiful Soul. See Jesse McCartney see Beautiful Soul. That is so embarrassing. I couldn't even show my face again to anybody if I knew I have to he has to live for the rest of his life again knowing I got fucked up at Jesse McCartney and I was acting such a fool at Jesse McCartney that a that a SeaWorld employee a guy making barely over minimum wage knocked me on my ass because I was trying to record a one-hit wonder pop star singing at a theme park. That's so pathetic, dude. I've hit a lot of low lifes in my moment in my life. A lot of low moments in my life. I got this mixed up. I swear I'm sober. Now, what is in this water bottle? Um, I've hit a lot of low moments in my life, especially when I've been drunk. I've had a lot of embarrassing stories when I'm drunk. I have a lot of proud moments from when I'm drunk. Um, not a lot of proud moments from when I've been drunk, but at least I can say I never got fucked up at Jesse McCartney. So and I and again, so at this point, I'm just I'm rolling in my seat because I was standing up here and there mostly just to watch that guy to see if he was doing anything. But I was laughing so hard, I fell in my seat on those hard steel bleachers, 
and I was and I had to stop myself because I was wearing my contacts. I didn't want to cry and risk one of my contacts falling out. So I was like, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. He got his ass knocked down and his girlfriend had to pick him up like a child, like a child that just fucking ate shit. And I like, I'm telling you, when we walked out of there, Leslie was like, are you, were you laughing at that guy? And I was like, yes. I was like, I can't believe it. I was like, that dude was more entertaining than the fucking concert. Like, that is so crazy. I, oh my God. And I, t- I asked Leslie, I was all like, I was like, for the first time when that guy was acting like that, what would you have done? She was like, I probably would have left. I would have been so upset. Like, I probably wouldn't have talked to you for a couple days. I was like, right, that only makes sense for me embarrassing you at fucking Jesse McCartney. And you know damn well, you know damn well that was such an awkward car ride home. And you know he was so fucked up. He's like, what did I do? I didn't do nothing. I was having fun. I was trying to get a video for you, babe. Like making up all these shitty excuses. You know, guys, when you're drunk and you're just, you think of anything to try to get your wife or significant other to be back on your side. I was doing it for you. I had you in mind when you say all your stupid shit. I know how, I don't know all this. I've done a lot of stupid shit when I've been drunk in front of Leslie and have embarrassed her. And what, babe? I was trying to make you laugh. Like I tried to like make it like I was trying to be cute when really I was just fucked up. No, you know damn well they got into a huge argument on the way home. And good, rightfully so. Cause, and I felt I, I had no pity for the man. No, I don't feel for him. I have no empathy. No nothing. Fuck that guy. He deserves every bit of that lashing that he got in the car ride home. And you know what? That would have been even fucking funnier if like they like carpooled. If they carpooled to SeaWorld together. And then like if they went with a friend or a family member or something or some other couple because then that's going to be such an awkward car ride because he's all fucked up and then she's all pissed off that he's fucked up and he's like damn it i know she's mad at me oh man isn't that the fucking like like the best and the worst thing like when you're like arguing in front of another couple or like when you're trying not to argue in front of another couple so you just have like these like weird tense moments where you're just kind of there like, man, are they fighting? But it's like, damn it, it's obvious that they're fighting, but you're trying to like be positive and be uplifting and stuff. And and I'm not talking about like, like okay, settle a debate for us or these types of things where it's like those types of like arguments. Because um, those to me are like very entertaining because Leslie and I have tons of those. I'm just not allowed to ever do those because Leslie always gets mad at me for it. But like... I'm not talking about those types of things. I'm talking about like where, excuse me, like so for that as an example, right? Like you know damn well, like as they were walking out of that stadium, they walked to a small little part and she fucking ripped into him. Like when you say you and your spouse or your significant other or whatever, you guys are getting ready to go somewhere and you guys get into a fucking big, big all out brawl. Something stupid sets one of you guys off. And you guys are screaming and yelling at each other. You're making, you know, it, you know, when you're a guy and you typically make the girl cry from yelling at her and this, this, and that. And you guys just blow up like 10 minutes before you got to walk out the door. But it's, man, it's 10 minutes before you got to walk out the door. There's no going back now. You can't, you can't bail because then obviously that gives, that's a dead giveaway that, you know, so you guys are fighting. 
But then, like, say you get to the restaurant or you get to the place where you guys are going and you guys are all fake, like, hey, yeah, what's up? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, how was you guys' day? What'd you guys do today? Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, th- those fake ass responses. Because, like, you can tell, because you can feel the emotion off of it, you can feel the tenseness. But just kind of the quote unquote, like, social etiquette is to not bring it up. I think that the social etiquette part is so funny. Like, that's that's what's so funny to me because um, clearly something's wrong. And I think the funniest thing to me is there was one time Leslie and I, we got into a big fight and we were arguing um, and we went over to, Matt, I think you remember, uh, we went over to y'all's house and uh, we went over to uh, Matt and Dom's house, uh, my cousin-in-law, and we got there. And we were kind of quiet. We walked in and this, this, and that. And we sat down and, you know, we're opening our drinks and stuff. And, and Matt just goes, okay, what's up? What are you guys fighting about? You guys are being way too quiet. Like, I think that's funny. I think because I don't think a couple's fighting is anything to be embarrassed about. Um, and well, unless it's like that where you get drunk at SeaWorld and embarrass your uh, wife at in front of Jesse McCartney. But I just think because couples fight. I mean, couples, couples fight. It's nothing to be embarrassed about or nothing to be ashamed about. Um, I just think it's I, I love the whole aspect of trying to pretend not to fight or, you know, trying to pretend that you guys aren't fighting and stuff. When we went to Vegas, the last time I went to Vegas uh, back in 2017 for EDC, we went with, um, you know, uh, Leslie's best friend from high school was her maid of honor. We went with Joanna and uh, her, her, now her fiance, Ray, who was a groomsman in my wedding. And both of us, I mean, uh, both couples, when I say both of us, I mean both couples, you know, so me and Leslie and then Ray and Joe, um, we got into so many fights. We like the whole vacation, we just kept arguing the night we got there, Leslie and I were arguing and we weren't talking to each other. That that first night, Ray and Joe were all over each other being lovey-dovey. The second night, me and Leslie were being lovey-dovey, and they were fighting. Like, it was just like both of us, like, both couples were nonstop fighting. And it was just so random, and it was so funny because it's like, oh, they're fighting. Let's not pay attention. You know what I mean? Like, let's, you know, let's pay attention to something else. Let's pretend it's not happening. But I just think it's, it's too funny because I don't know why couples get embarrassed by it or try to pretend like it's not happening. You know what I mean? And I think whenever I have these conversations with my guy friends, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah, she's all over my ass about this and she's complaining about this and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I just think it's so funny because we all fight. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. You know what? I'm a, Let's normalize. Let's normalize airing out our beef in front of everybody. You know what I mean? Let's pick sides, damn it. Let's settle the debate. Who's right? Who's wrong? I love that. And I think that also goes to show, um, you know, I think that really shows kind of how comfortable you are in front of someone. And I love it. I feel very honored when, you know, you get that question. Can you settle a debate for us? And it's like a, it's like a huge one. So it's like, oh shit, this is a, this is touched a nerve, you know? And I've done that. I've experienced that with like several of our friends who are, you know, that are couples, you know what I mean? Um, and I just think that's a real testament to, Hey, we love you and respect you so much. Like, can you guys, can we trust you with giving you this information? Like, hell yeah, please. And thank you. You know what I mean? Cause <laughs> it's just so cool. But when it comes to couples fighting, I think, I think there definitely is a line and, and now I'm not so much talking about like fighting in front of other, like fighting in front of friends and family and stuff like that. 
I think fighting as a couple is just such a unique, like, thing to begin with. And it's so weird. Because I've talked about it, right? Like, I, I've had, I have anger issues. I've definitely, have I unfortunately, you know, have I blown up on Leslie and screamed and cussed at her and called her names, you know, and said ugly things? Yes, I regret that. It's ugly. I try not to dwell on the past. I try to move forward. It's happened, right? Me and Leslie have, you know, we've gotten into big fights. We've gotten into big fights where both of us are screaming, you know, mostly me, you know, both of us are yelling and, you know, calling each other names and threatening to walk out and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff, you know. We've gotten into those big fights, you know, where things have almost ended and things like that, right? It's bound to happen. You've been, you know, you've been, I can laugh about it now because it's so funny looking back at it. I'm fucking out of here. You know what? Whatever. Taking off the ring, throwing it, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this kind of stupid shit. Um, You know, uh, that's bound to happen after a few years, right? You know, and, you know, we're married. We got married. I think our first fight as a married couple happened, like, not even two weeks after we got married. Like, we were, (laughs) like, it just right back into the thick of it, right? Um, You know what I mean? Right back just to being a normal couple. Um, Yeah, cool. Ooh, lovey-dovey. We're married. Okay, Mrs. Claire. Okay, honey. Okay, husband. You know, it's just like literally, okay, fuck you, like go oh, now that no now I'm married to you and I gotta have to deal with you doing this all the time. Like it it's just so funny. Um But it and I hope I don't come out as like preachy or nothing like that. But I think if you're having those types of fights where you're screaming and yelling and causing a big old scene and a big old ruckus, um more often than not, I think it's time to kind of cut it loose. Um, all that shit's kind of funny. <laughs> not even funny. I'm all laughing at stuff. All that shit's kind of like, okay, ooh, that was a big fight. Like, all of that's fine in your 20s. But I think, like, when you get there for a while, like, after that, it just gets old. Where it just gets like, you know what? I'm not even... Just don't talk to me. Like, I'm ignoring this. Like, I'm done. Um, our neighbors... And I, I, I don't know what we did to deserve this, but it seems like in every apartment we live at, we always end up living next to a couple that just shouldn't be together. And it sucks because you just hear the fighting and the screaming and the and, it, and it's always like and I've, I've never met these people. I don't know what they look like. I've never seen them, but just the way they sound, I can picture them in my head. And it's just like, bro, yo, shut up, whatever. Uh, uh. Like, it's so, like, over the top. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and it's like they always fight in the bathroom for whatever reason. So, like, the bathroom's echo. We've all, the bathroom in an apartment is, like, the weirdest place to talk because everything is so amplified. And I don't know if it's just this specific apartment complex or this specific unit, but like, I'm afraid to take a dump. I'm like, I'm afraid to fart in the bathroom because like, it's going to echo and like the whole building can hear my fucking fart. You know what I mean? Like, it's bad. Like the acoustics are, are so good in the bathroom. Like, it's like, God damn. So like, like I love singing in the shower. Like I love singing and listening to music in the shower. I don't do that as much here because I'm not the I'm not the best singer in the world, even though I love enjoy like I enjoy singing. I'm not the best, and I'm like, oh damn, probably everyone's being forced to listen to me sing my horrible music 
and, you know, at this horrible, like, tone-deaf pitch. So it's just like, damn. So um, <laughs> they just, they always fight in the bathroom. And it just reminds me, too, when we lived in the medical center, the, the couple above us, the upstairs neighbors, every single night, just something new. And the dude was always threatening to jump off the balcony and the chick was like, I'm going to kill myself and nah, 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 nah. like just such excessive stuff. And you could tell they were like a brand new couple like living together. I don't know if that's the case for these jokers over here, but it's just fucking it's one thing after another. And I'm like, dude, like they fought for like a good couple of days. And then like they're slamming the door and they're fighting at the door. You just hear like the door slamming and somebody messing with the doorknob and this, this and that. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, how old are you guys? Like, cut it out. Because I think, especially in an apartment complex, I mean, there's not a whole lot of privacy. You know what I mean? Even if you talk at a certain level, like right now, like with me talking, they're probably like, oh, my God, like this dude's talking about us. Like, oh, my God, can you believe it? Um, You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't be surprised in the next like five minutes someone pounds on my door. Hey, asshole, come out here and talk to me. I'd be like, hey, you want to be on the show? Like, want to talk about it? Um, so whatchamacallit, like, right now, like, it's pretty risky, like, the volume that I'm talking at. Because, one, it's 1.30 in the morning, and I'm the only one talking in the building. Um, so I'm so, I wouldn't be surprised if everyone's live streaming the episode with their ears. But I, I just think, but then when you yell, like, especially when you're, like, yelling, yelling, like, that's everybody listening to your shit. And I know when you're caught up in the heat of the moment, like when you're mad and you're yelling, you're not thinking about anything else. You're not thinking about like, oh, my God, are people listening or what? You know what I mean? Like, but I think it's the it's the fact afterwards that you're like, damn, I really got out of hand with that fight. Fuck. Like I have neighbors like both below me, next to me and above me. Like imagine what they hear. You know what I mean? Even if they don't hear the exact words, which, yeah, sometimes I don't know the exact words that are being said, but you hear the volume and you hear the. So I just think that's I just think that's so funny, you know, because when Leslie and I first started living together in an apartment and then we had that first big fight where we're yelling at each other. I remember how much it echoed. And I'm just like, I can only imagine like everyone just heard us fucking like scream and yell. So I'm like, yeah, that's embarrassing. So we try to reduce that as much as possible. We're human. We're a couple. We're going to fight. I'm not saying we're impervious from doing that or having embarrassing fights where the neighbors can hear it. But it just it doesn't happen as often as you would think. Um, So that's what just kind of blows my mind when I just think when it's an when it's an everyday recurrence occurrence recurring thing. I don't know. I dude, it's one thirty in the morning. What am I talking about anymore? Um, I just think it's just like, ugh, like, man, you guys got to chill. And also, too, so, like, here's the thing. So here's here's the funniest thing that happened um, <laughs> with with the volume. Uh, I wouldn't even call it an issue because it doesn't really bother me that much. I, I, think, I think just with being so used to living in an apartment, you're just going to – you're bound to hear stuff. Like, you're bound to hear stopping – you're bound to hear loud cars drive by, but I think that's even if you live in a house too, um, you know, you're just bound to hear stuff, you know what I mean? Doors closing and shutting and things like that. Um, and yeah, things you're bound to hear music being played, you know, at, in your general vicinity. 
so I think the funniest thing was last Saturday or no, two Saturdays ago when we were getting ready for Rosie and Michael's engagement, um, we were getting ready and we were in the bathroom and they were playing music and they were playing, uh, the song, uh, blow the whistle by two short came on. And I like that song. Leslie likes that song. You know, it's a classic, it's a bop, right? But you know, it got to that famous part, you know, where two short goes, what's my favorite word, bitch? Why I gotta say it like short, bitch? So that part came on and Leslie and I instinctually, cause we could hear it clear as day. Um, I don't know if they had their, I don't know like if our bathrooms are like lined up, you know what I mean? Like model to model, I would imagine like it is, you know, like mirrored. Um, but either way, like we heard the music very clearly. So Leslie and I, we both sang bitch at this, you know, with the song. And then you hear the music get turned down to where you could barely hear it anymore. So Leslie and I are like fucking dying in the bathroom. Like, oh my God, did they hear us sing along to the music? So they're like, man, fuck those neighbors, man. They don't get to listen to Too Short. They don't get to listen to fucking blow the whistle with us. That's Too Short's favorite word. They don't get to say it. I thought that was fucking hysterical. I, I think that's too funny. And that's and that's part of me. Like, that's, that's another reason why, like, I can't wait to get a house. Just so that way, like... <laughs> just that way I can scream at my wife at full volume and no one can judge me. No, but that way I can listen to my music without, uh, without getting judged. Um, and I can scream at the top of my lungs uh, the lyrics to all the songs and sing horribly and try to hit high-pitched voices for heavy metal music because like i said i am not the best singer in the world and i can only imagine with my tone deaf ass singing in the shower all to my dumbass music that i listen to and oy, oh my god anyway what are your guys' thoughts have you guys ever gone into a big fight in an apartment and has anyone that's what i want to know has anyone addressed it with you did anyone call you out have you ever gotten a noise complaint um, that's what I would love to know, um, is if you got called out so bad that they're like, Hey, can you shut the fuck up? You know what I mean? Like, um, cause that's crazy. And also too, cause I mean, for those of you who listen to who cares, I don't remember which episode time frame it is, but if you listen to who cares, I chronicled my problems with the upstairs neighbors. It got fucking brutal. It got to where the dude had bought a gun and this, this and that. You're like, what? Yeah, if you guys remember that story, go revisit it again. I don't remember which which one, which episodes it were, but go check that out. Um, that's pretty much a wrap on this episode. Um, my voice is really giving out. I'm really forcing myself to talk here, but um, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I think this was a really good episode, in my opinion, um i hope you guys enjoyed it too hope you guys had a laugh i hope i was thought provoking um hopefully i don't know i never think i am but anyway but no um it's just crazy 30 excuse me 30 episodes over 60 hours probably hell probably over 70 hours i don't know how many hours um the show is someone should go calculate that because i'm too lazy someone after this episode someone go calculate or comment how many hours collectively it is. No, I'm just kidding. Don't really do that. Only if you want to. I don't because that makes me feel so bad. Like I say, somebody go do that. And then someone's going to take the time to go on Spotify or Apple Music or something and fucking count all the minutes, seconds and hours together. Don't do that. Please don't. 
Um, we'll just leave it as is. Just say it's around 70 hours. But no, 30 fucking episodes. Um, that's a that's a really big thing to me. Um, you know, I remember when Who Cares hit 30 episodes. And uh, me and the teach were just like, dude, like we did it. You know what I mean? Like that was such a big accomplishment. And um, and speaking of the teach, um, teach, I don't know if you listen. I think you do. Or I think you try to listen as much as you can. Um, you know, congratulations, man. The teach and Mrs. Teach closed on their house. They're moved into their new house. I love seeing all the updates and the pictures of making their first house their own. Um, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's just so fucking awesome. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully soon if they have a housewarming party or a barbecue or something, you know, hopefully we get to go over, um, you know what I mean? Especially because of my schedule. I just, you know, getting off at 11 and I know they're, they're partiers. I know they would definitely still be up at 11, but I just feel showing up at 11 is such a, like, cause even at that I get off at 11. So it's like, then I get off, I change and get dressed and stuff and then go somewhere. I'm not showing up till like about midnight or so. And that's almost when the parties are over. That's when everyone's starting to leave and everyone's already drunk at that point. So that's no fun. So, um, but yeah, so no, again, everybody round of applause. Yeah for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Teach closing on their house. Um, you know, so that's really cool. Um, I guess I'll, I guess I'll talk about it here. Um, but I really wanted to, um, I really wanted to get a who cares reunion to go. Um, I know I talked about it a while back. I posted on the Facebook page. Um, but I'm still working on it right now, actually. Um, and that's another thing that's taking a while too. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, Teach and I, we talked about doing Who Cares this summer, um, because he'd be on summer break. Um, I've reached out to him, he's reached out to me, but we just never really got the timing right, you know, and it, at the same time too, I'm, I'm one of those people that if I see that you're busy or if I know you have something you're working on and you're trying to focus on, like, I'm not going to reach out. And, and I've taught, I've said it before, I'm not really on my phone that much. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like, I wanted to reach out. Yeah, dude, come on. Do you want to record tonight? Do you want to record tomorrow night? But I'm like, ah, dude, you're packing, you're, you're closing on a house. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to get everything ready for that. Like, you know, recording a podcast isn't, you know, the, the main priority for you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and same thing with like other married couples and couples of kids. I'm like, ah, you're, you're, you're doing this. Like, you know, we'll talk when we talk, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not mad or nothing like that, you know, and everybody works, everybody gets busy. Everybody's leaving, you know, living their own lives, just like me, you know, Leslie and I are doing our own thing and whatnot. And, um, I just think <clears throat> I'm at an age where it's just like, Hey, you know, we don't have to communicate every single day or we don't. We don't have to text every single day or hang out every waking second of our lives. Like, I know things happen. So um, I miss the teach a lot. I miss them a whole, whole lot. Teach, if you're listening. Um, you know, I, I, and I remember and kind of what made me think about that. He posted a Facebook status. Um, you know, I was all like, oh, it's crazy to think I'll be back to work in a couple weeks. So I'm like, God damn. You know what I mean? Like, really missed that window. This, you know, this summer vacation stuff, you know, for teachers kind of just flies by. And I wanted to do where we did, you know, fucking, we tried to do it weekly like we used to, but like we would just do, you know, like four or five episodes and boom, that would be the season, you know, because if you listen to Who Cares, those episodes were about, you know, two and a half to three hours long, you know, so we definitely get a lot of content in and then, 
you know, after the summer, come back to do anybody listening and continue to do that until it would be for, you know, the next season. So that would kind of be a summer show. Um, who's to say, I mean, who's to say that it can't be, you know, right? Um, you know, now that he's got a house, you know, maybe things can work out, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Don't, we're not, we're not losing hope on that. But uh, also too, what I'm working on with uh, Who Cares is I'm, I created an anchor account for Who Cares and I'm going to slowly but surely get all of the episodes uh, uploaded to Anchor so that way there's an official Spotify page for, for Who Cares. There is one currently up right now, but it's only like the last two or three episodes that we put out. Um, but no, this one is going to be like the official, official, like Who Cares, Anchor slash Spotify slash Apple Podcasts. Um, I'll post more about that on that Facebook page. <clears throat> But no, what I finally want to leave you guys on today, in addition to thank you guys as always uh, for listening, again, the, the feedback and the text and the messages and the comments and everything. Give us episode 30. Where's episode 30? Oh, what are you going to talk about in the next episode? Did you or Are you recording the next episode? All you guys, cause, I mean, all of you guys motivate me so much to do this and I appreciate it. So thank you guys. I love you from the bottom of my heart. Um, this Friday... I don't know the date. I'll post it on Facebook. Um, but you guys are hearing it first on anybody listening. This Friday, I'm finally going to do it. I'm finally – it's not even a challenge. I think it's a challenge for me because it's out of my comfort zone. Um, but I will finally be trying the long-awaited <clears throat> the long-awaited mango habanero whiskey that I received from Eric and Chanel. Yeah, finally. Finally, finally, um, you know what I mean? Let's get the finalies going in the chat. But um, yeah, I'm finally going to try it out. I want to see what it's like. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it in the freezer tomorrow. I'm going to record it. I'm going to I want to make some cool, cool little hype videos. See if I can do it since I'm off and I'll be home alone. Uh, Leslie's going to be in the office tomorrow. Uh, so I want to see if I can make like a little video, try to make it cool and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do it this Friday. I'm gonna live stream it on Twitch and on Facebook Live. Um, to be honest, it's probably gonna be a short live. I'll probably only do it for like 10, 15 minutes. I'll probably start it, talk to a little, talk for a minute or two, pour the shot, take the shot, test my, you know, see my reaction. Oh, David handled it. No, he didn't. Ah ha ha. Do that, answer a couple questions, and then kind of, and then go off the air. So we'll see. We'll see kind of what happens. Um, but yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, I'm finally doing it Friday. Um, Friday is the day. And like I said, I'll be live streaming it on Twitch. For those of you who don't have me on Facebook or don't, because um, I'm going to be going live from the Facebook page. Um, so if you want other people to watch it, the Facebook page is obviously public. My personal Facebook is not public, so if you shared, if I went live from my Facebook page, from my personal profile, and you shared it, you couldn't because I have it set to where only friends can only can see it. So I'll do it from the Facebook from the Facebook page, so that way you like you can share it and they could get views and whatnot. But for those who don't have Facebook, um, I will be doing it on Twitch, and I'll post the links and everything. Like I said, I want to make a little hype video or something. And I post it on Facebook and start sharing it to get people excited. So, well, to get like the 
10 to 15 people that listen to the <laughs> to listen to the show excited for but um yes finally the mango habanero whiskey is coming and it's going down my gullet um but thank you guys so that gives you guys something to look forward to for this weekend and of course i'm doing it friday because i'm off on friday don't have to go into work till two the next day but i'm only going to do one shot i'm going to do one shot and that's it unless i really no no i'm not unless i was about to say unless i really enjoy it then i'll do another shot but i don't know what time um i'll be doing it i'll probably say around like 6 30 because i think 6 30 is a good time because i mean people get off around five or six o'clock and yeah we'll see we'll see um but definitely this friday time time tbd but this friday i'm finally going to do it for you guys so um thank you guys hopefully this was enough content for you again i love you i absolutely love you you know what to show proof that you listen to this episode i think i'm going to start doing this now for every single episode whenever you finish listening to it whenever you're completely done listening to this episode i want you to post or to comment on this on the facebook on the facebook post for this episode i want you to comment i don't know (laughs) i just want you to comment comment something comment something original comment something crazy you know what i mean off the wall random um but thank you guys hope you guys enjoyed the episode good morning for those of you who are listening in your morning um but yeah love you guys deuces